Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my handsome co-pilots. I have Greenbean <laughs> to my this way and Matt O'Leary to my that way. Greenbean, how you doing tonight? I'm good, man. We're in we're in good spirits. We're one and oh. I know Jets fans are unified in our in our confidence in the team that we watched going down to philly stomping them into the ground coming out with the victory we're in a good mood <laughs> matt how excited are you today oh i am in the greatest of spaces uh once again waiting for uh twitter to get notific you know notifications on a surgery or an injury just gotta love it and uh things coming up jets today for a change uh well Boys and girls, I am very excited to be hanging out with you tonight. So if you're on your way into the stream, make sure you hit that like button. Uh, for those of you that want to get entered into our t-shirt giveaway, all you have to do is retweet the stream. And if you want to get entered into next week's giveaway, leave a comment down below and uh, you could be picked for next week's t-shirt giveaway if you're watching after the fact. Um, but all right, let's get into a few topics. Got a few on the docket here tonight. I think the big one we should start off with... Uh, Zach Wilson, successful surgery today, uh, out two to four weeks. So that is like the best possible situation we could have had happen after the way he went down in the Eagles preseason game. I mean, we were, what, 10 minutes into that game, and I think everyone's heart collectively sank as soon as we watched him kind of limp up, and it's like, okay, you know, he's a little oh, yeah. banged up. He's a little bruised, and then it's like, oh, he's down. Oh, no. Mm. <laughs> what happened to the the fan base just like imploded in on itself so uh Greenbean, i guess i'll start that with you how are you feeling once this this news broke down uh guys in the chat i do have a poll question going what week do you think zach wilson will return uh week one week two week three or week four plus uh you can vote on that in the uh the live chat over there but Greenbean, i want to hear your thoughts on this yeah i mean dude i could not believe and then how quickly the flood the madness from every angle it wasn't just that we had to as a fan base go like come on like be okay like what is this why is he limping the whole thing we couldn't just do that by ourselves and commiserate and and kind of hold each other up you know when one guy's strong he hell he holds the weak guy you know make sure he's okay and comfort each other no, dude, it was an absolute barrage from every angle, ACL tear. A doctors came out of fucking retirement to say, <laughs> I know ACL tears, and that is an ACL tear if I've ever seen. And we heard it over and over and over again, and it was uh, almost too much to take. I was live streaming. I Literally, uh, the second, like, it, it wore me down so much that the during the live stream, people were saying, like, you okay, man? And I'm like, I'm, I'm really okay. I'm just, I'm beaten. I'm exhausted from this one. Like I am absolutely drained from the idea that all this hype lasted five minutes of the preseason. Like I couldn't take it. So we got good news. Maybe our fortunes are turning around. Maybe the Jets get good news. Maybe it's best case scenario from now on. But uh, 
I'm still nervous because I'm uh, I'm traumatized and PTSD all up in this place. But uh, yeah, it killed me, man. Matt, how about you? How are you feeling? Um, yeah, Friday was miserable. Like I, I went back because I know Green Bean was live streaming on Jet Nation, so I wanted to go back and see his reaction and uh, <laughs> and Jeremy's reaction, and it was very similar to mine. It was like I don't believe, I, like I can't believe what just happened. Like there's no way that. You know, it felt like our season was over five minutes into the year. Like, what what the hell's going mm -hmm. on? Um, but tried to tried my very best to continue to watch and focus on the game and try to pull out some positives. I ended up able to do that, which I'm sure we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, really nerve wracking. The Twitter doctors coming in from outer space to give their takes was a little bit frustrating. And then it was like, OK, good news the next day, which is great. But you still had to wait till they carved them up. And today they finally got in there and it's what we we're expecting. Now, it seems like week one is a is a major, major question mark. They're still kind of holding out a little bit of hope, but I would say it's probably unlikely. But more than likely, I feel like we're going to get 15 or maybe 16 Zach Wilson starts, which is a, a good thing. Yeah, dude, you had way more faith than me. As soon as, as soon as he went down, dude, I went live. I turned off the game. I was like, I don't care what happens doesn't matter zach wilson's out season's done <laughs> in the toilet like yeah. I, oh dude i fucking i went down that rabbit hole i was just like i am so upset to the point where like after i went live like becca came home and i was just distraught and she's just like what happened i was like we lost the season <laughs> I was like, I don't, I don't know what happens. Like, it, what? I, it's yeah. going to be bad news. Good news doesn't happen to the Jets. I'm like panicked the whole time to the point where I actually, that night, I made a video that I had on cue for when Zach Wilson was going to be called wow. out for the season. Yes, I had my three no. replacements locked in. I was like, okay, I, got, I, wow. I can't just sit still. I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> so I filmed the whole freaking video. And I was like, okay, I really really hope i don't have to release this and i like sat on it sat on it and then we hear like right around 11 a.m that it's like oh two to four weeks i was like i've never been so happy to delete a video in all, all my oh, life man. but yeah dude it was it was a stressful like 12 hours roughly because i left yeah. work like pretty early i was like hey like we got this big event going on uh and shout out to the two of you guys that were at the event that was pretty cool to see you um actually did you see the the little kid that interviewed Sauce Gardner. Did you see that video? Adorable. Yes. So oh, cute. I met his father at Black Bear the other day, and he's the coolest oh, no dude ever. Yes. Uh, he's absolutely going to come on here. He's actually a comedian uh, as well, and he's going to be doing... Uh, oh God, I'm going to I'm gonna forget his name. But the kid that was on the Sauce Gardner interview that the Jets released either yesterday or today, uh, really cute, adorable interview. This kid's like asking him about like sauce and gravy and like... It, like uh -huh. real Itali oh, Italian kind of questions. And I it, like really funny, worth <laughs> a watch. Uh, but his father and I met last year uh, at, at you know, my work. And I was like, oh, it's like, yo, what's up, dude? Like I haven't talked to you in six months or whatever. And we're going back and forth and he's going to be starting a, you know, a sports podcast at some point. And I was like, dude, you know what? Let's, let's, let's talk a little bit. We'll get you on here. We'll talk a little bit of sports because he's, he's a funny dude. I think you guys would enjoy him. Uh, and actually later on today, I think in the second hour, uh, we're going to have a Brett in because we, we have to talk about the Dwayne Brown signing as well. And Brett is one of our West Coast buddies who's going to be jumping in for his breakdown on Dwayne Brown and the stuff he knows because he's out West. Nice. So he hears all the news about the 49ers and the Seahawks and everything going on out there. So a little bit of uh, potential inside knowledge 
uh, from cool. that as well. But yeah, dude, the, the whole Zach Wilson thing, the out two to four weeks, I, I think it is going to be very hard for me to believe that he's going to be back for week one. I think the the speculation of them, oh, he might be ready for the opener, is them just trying to push as many tickets as possible. Because I'm sure the Jet Ticket yep. office was sitting there and they're like, okay, yeah, we're, we're doing all right on season tickets. There's a lot of hype around this game. And then, like, Zach Wilson goes down. They're like, call everyone now before they find out <laughs> this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, they probably panicked, uh, oh, much like all of us did. But, yeah, dude, I, it's oh, yeah. – it's rough. And like, how are we feeling going forward? Like, do you think he's here for game one, Green Bean? Or when do you think we actually see him return? Well, you know, let me backtrack this for a minute. Uh, you get, it was a lot of good stuff there, Ryan. Um, Sorry. But, uh, Word vomit. But, no, no, it was, a lot, it was good. <laughs> I, I'm just, you know, I want to comment on something. So how many, how long did it take everybody to switch from, you know, from the earth is, you know, the world is ending to solution, potential solution mode, whether it was, uh, you know, Vlaco's Vinny Testaverde, we've been here before, or it was trade for <laughs> Jimmy G, right? Like, how long did it take you, Ryan? Like, how long did it, was it like 10 minutes, an hour, the next day? When did you switch the, you know, flip the switch and jump over to, well, you know what we could do? Oh, dude, that, that, that was, it wasn't immediate. Like, I did probably a 45-minute live stream after he went down, and, like, I, I started chewing on some stuff, and I was, like, doing a little research, but I was like, you know what? I landed on, you know, one of two options. I mean, the, the I had three, but the the first one was like, okay, you know, Mike White's going to start. That's the cheap option. Let's see what, you know, winds up happening, him or Flacco, you know, on the roster already. My second option, which was like, I'll go in order of what I wanted. Um, second option was like, okay, is there an outside shot that Mike LaFleur pushes to trade for Jordan Love from his brother in Green Bay and we throw Corey Davis uh, so that way they have another receiver to bring him in. But at that, that point, I don't really like it because you're talking about two young quarterbacks going head-to-head, and that like kind of divides yeah. a locker room. So I wasn't like super thrilled on that. Um, but option one for me, and it's easily the number one option, and that was trading for Jimmy G, and that was like all day I would have done that. You could have thrown a seventh-round pick at them because the minute they have to cut him, he's got $25.5 million due this year, and they're going to cut him. And they're afraid yeah, he's going nothing. to Seattle. Oh, dude, they're, they're right. afraid he's going to Seattle. They're going to have to cut him and not get anything. You throw a seventh-round pick their way. They send him back to Mike LaFleur and Sally. He had his best statistical year under Mike LaFleur. Uh, and then he'd come here, Zach Wilson. You know, if he had the ACL tear, he would be able to sit behind Jimmy Garoppolo for a season or two, who also had an ACL tear, tear a good mentor to learn from. I think that that situation for me would have been the route that I'd go if the worst case scenario thing happened. And at that point, the Jets don't have a lot of salary cap, right? Like, so to sign Jimmy G, you're talking long-term contract. You're talking like a five-year deal to stretch out his signing bonus for this year, plus pay him next year. And then you'd have to determine, you know, next year it would be Zach Wilson versus Jimmy G for the starting job. But I'm just, I'm glad it didn't get to that point. But on the doomsday scenario, Mm -hmm. that's where I was going. Yeah. And I, I want to hear Matt's thoughts too, but I, I want to, before it gets too far away, um, I think, you know, my solution was Joe Flacco, Vinny Testaverde, because I'm not sure how well you guys remember it, but 
Mm-hmm. Like when Glenn Foley went down, like we had this, he had this fucking great game in, uh, in, uh, San Francisco. It, we lost on a 98 yard, uh, touchdown run from Garrison Hurst in overtime or last second or whatever. Like he, he looked great. The whole team was around. Parcells loved him and he gets hurt. And here in comes the lumbering failure himself, the interception machine. Uh, Vinny Testaverde, and I got it. I said, dude, it's over. Like, this whole Parcells thing is over. And look what Vinny Testaverde did. So I flipped the switch. I didn't want the $25 million from Jimmy G because what you were saying, it got it got too complex too fast. And now we got two guys in the team. They were all like, wearing Zach Wilson time man of the year shirts and, and the whole thing. It's just mm-hmm. like, put Flacco in. And he's going to win. And here's what I think is going to happen. This is this is the the honest truth. This is what I think is that we're about to witness. I think that unless Zach, this is really a two, not four week thing. If it's two weeks and Zach gets at least, but optimally two weeks of practice in, he will start week one. If he doesn't, and he's even touchy tender, they're going to go with giving Flacco the first real opportunity to get revenge. He's got the team to do it, man. This offense is stacked. Let's be real. Okay. He knows how to get rid of the ball before the pressure gets there. He's a pro. He's got a strong arm. We got the weapons. They're going to give him the opportunity to, to get the revenge against the Ravens. He's going to do it. He's going to throw for four bills and a whole mess of touchdowns. And then week two, Zach's going to be ready to come back. And the outcry is going to be to keep Flacco in there in his Vinny Testaverde role. And then we're going to see Flacco do it again. And then he's going to start the rest of the season. That's what I think is going to happen. What do you think? Ooh, it's going to be impossible. Now, I'm not saying I want Zach out. I'm not saying that. I think that's what we're going to see. Or we're going to back to earth. We're going to pull Flacco out for week two, and then Zach's going to come in, not look as good, and then Jet Nation's split in half again. It's one of the two. Uh, oh, Matt, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Um, I Okay. Jimmy, I was like spiraling with Jimmy G. Like I was going back and forth in my head. I was like, okay, like, well, yeah, he'd like, probably be fine, but I'm like, do I even really care about giving up the draft asset and like taking on that conch? Like, I don't know. I was spinning my tires and I think I eventually settled on. I don't want Jimmy G. And then I was like, I think I'd rather just run Flacco or Mike White or whoever out there, probably Flacco. Uh, and, and just whatever happens, happens kind of a thing, because it was it's already a lost season in a, in a way without without your quarterback. I get the idea of bringing in Jimmy G would help you evaluate the rest of the roster. Uh, it's kind of the same thing we heard with Josh McCown in 2017. And now five years later, we're still evaluating the roster. So um, I, I, for me, I, I think I'd have rolled with Flacco. And going forward here, if Zach Wilson's out for, I don't know, let's call it the, the first two weeks and the Jets somehow upset the Ravens and then upset the Browns uh, or beat the Browns in, in Cleveland. I, I still think you have to put Zach Wilson out there in week three. You can't not know what Zach Wilson is coming out of this year. Uh, that's yeah. the only important thing for this year. You have to figure out what you have in the guy you took second overall. It, it doesn't matter. Like perfect example, the giants in 2004 start five and four with Kurt Warner and they have an outside chance of making the playoffs, but they realize, Hey, we just, traded for Eli Manning was a first overall pick. We got to eventually see what this kid has. 
they put him in. He ended up stinking, but it worked out because he was their quarterback for, what, 15 years and won a couple of Super Bowls. So mm -hmm. uh, ultimate thing here is you have to figure out what you have in Zach Wilson. doesn't really matter what Flacco does in week one or two or however long he goes. But what's yeah, he going to well do said. week one? What's he going to oh. do, though, from Matt O'Leary's lips? That's what I really want to hear. Oh, what is he going to do week stuff one? Was, oh, The other stuff was wackadoodle. But week one is what I'm really talking about. Oh yeah, he'll play Flacco play week one and he'll uh, have a revenge game against the uh the Ravens. He'll go for two fifty, throw a couple touchdown passes, and uh the Jets will win twenty to seventeen. We'll go we'll there be going go. bonkers in the hangar. Oh, <laughs> the Ravens go. are gonna lose their cool because they won't have signed Lamar Jackson, and then oh, there's gonna be all this turmoil, and then the Jets are just gonna come out and catch him sleeping because they're not expecting Joe Flacco. To come That's out and right. punch him Smoke in the mouth the way he's going to do it. Love it. That's right. I love it. Got a little... Uh, <laughs> we are uh, all feeling ourselves a little bit right now, and I love it. Uh, all right. I want to get into a few Super Chats that came in uh, real quick, and then we'll move on to some other stuff. Shavanshu drops in and says, Worried about Zach missing valuable reps. Could he be rusty for a few games trying to figure it out while the haters and Mike White fans voice their displeasure. Yes, that's entirely possible. I think, like Matt and Greenbean kind of said, I do think we're not going to see him for the first two weeks. I think Flacco definitely gets the revenge game. They're not going to trot Zach Wilson out there against the Ravens. The Browns, I don't, I don't know. I think they're going to want to start Zach at home. And I, I believe the Bengal game is the uh, is that the Mangold retirement game? I think it is. Um, mm. I'm like almost positive they're retiring one of the jerseys that day. But that'll be a home game. So I think week three is when he actually comes back. But yeah, look, missing valuable reps is huge for a young quarterback when you have limited amount of reps that you're allowed to dish out in practice. And almost, you know, even before the injury, I was kind of irritated with the amount of throws that Zach Wilson was actually doing in camp. Like when Patrick Mahomes went into camp, he was throwing like, a hundred times or 50 times or whatever it was. And every week we'd see, you know, every day it would be, oh, Zach Wilson threw, you know, 15 passes today. He threw 12 passes today. I'm just like, man, that's like not what I want to see. Like, I don't want to see White getting all these reps. I don't want to see Flacco getting all these yeah. reps. Like everything should go to Zach. You know, I don't care if we lose some games because, a, you know, a 15-year vet is unprepared or, you know, Mike White sitting third string is rusty or something like that. Green Bean, your thoughts. Um, well, I'm with you, Ryan. I mean, like when it boils down to it and, and Matt nailed it too. like the truth is like all the swirly craziness aside, right? Like we can have our fun. We can think we could imagine we can have our sadness, how, however you look at it. Right. Um, when it when it boils down, like we got to know what Zach is this year. And even if Zach, even if Flacco comes in and lights it up, if Zach's 100 percent for game two, that's what you want your backup to do. You want your backup to be able to come in and win one game. You want him to come in and win two games if he has to. If it's week 12 or it's week one, you want him to, you want him to be able to come in and win. It just so happens that it's against his former team, which could, you know, uh, it could raise the stakes for, for, for him and make him that much more driven, which is positive. But I think all the snaps uh, need to go to Zach and and all the consideration needs to go to Zach. He's young. He's got, you know, one of the stronger arms uh, out of the young guys in the league. And uh, I mean, he looked 
he looked uh, he looked nervous to me on Friday night. He looked unsettled, uh, probably because you know he knew he had uh, Max Mitchell in there and some Chumi Doug action, and he's like, oh, I'm going to get killed, so I'm going to get this out quick. And he just he looked, you know, we didn't get all that much time to see him. So basing our season, uh, you know, observation on what we saw is difficult. I understand people where the sky is starting to fall. I do understand it. Uh, I don't let myself get there because we didn't see shit. You know, we didn't see anything. Is that if we played another drive or even finished that drive, we could have seen you know three beautiful passes and a touchdown, and everybody's nerves would have calmed down. We don't know. So, but I agree with you. I think Zach is the guy, and I think uh, Flacco's job is to come in and win the game. He's a number two quarterback, and when he comes in, he needs to play well, win, and when Zach's healthy, he needs to come back. And at the end of this year, if, if every time Flacco's in, he throws for two fifty or greater. And every time Zach's in, he throws for 200 or, or, or less and we're, and we're losing, then we know. Yeah. No, beautifully put. Uh, right. Yes, uh, Flight Right says, you guys make me look forward to Tuesday nights. Good job, guys. Thanks, Flight. Means a lot. Right on. Um, one of our members, Manny Romero, Manny Roman, sorry, words are hard right now, uh, says, <laughs> always look forward to Tuesday night stream. Let's go, Jets. Uh, thank you, dude. Always, always appreciated. Uh, Everaldo De Jesus says, we're cursed, was my initial reaction. I almost cried. Literally, Zach, week three at home versus Burrow and the Bengals. Yeah, I think that's where I'm I'm headed to. I don't think they try to start him on the road unless they, like, wait the three weeks and they want to start him on the road in Pittsburgh because he won't have to play in front of the home crowd. It's sort of like a weird double-edged sword uh, with how you want to start this. Matt, your thoughts on when Zach should start. Does it matter home or away or type of opponent? How are you kind of feeling with this? No, I don't. For me personally, it doesn't matter to me home or away. I don't really care. Um, for me, it's when is Zach healthy and then mentally ready to go? Because like I think it was Greenbean earlier was saying that uh, he needs some practice under him. And you're right. Like if Zach Wilson's cleared on friday and the ravens game is sunday i don't want him to play with two days of prep that that's going to be horrendous uh so then at that point i would say okay you wait the extra week um so it's kind of dependent on when he's clear and ready to go but just my guess is i think it's going to be flacco in week one and i think he could be ready for week two on the road in cleveland all right, Brian, I'm going to jump to your super chat and then Gabe, I'm going to get to yours since you guys threw some some nice numbers our way. Uh, he says, I'm the minority on this one, but I want Flacco to start the year and for Wilson to sit next to the floor every game when he's not rehabbing and get ready to come back to a team that has developed around a veteran quarterback. Oh, Brian, I completely disagree. <laughs> I, if look if there was a situation where zach was knocked out for the year i have no problem with him sitting and learning behind a jimmy g a flacco something like that you have a full year with a talented roster around him you have to know at least sort of where zach wilson is and then you can determine mm -hmm. if you want to bring in a veteran next year to battle alongside him uh Greenbean, your thoughts on what brian's saying right here well, look, you know, Brian says he started it with I'm in the minority. So, you you know, be ready, Brian, for all the stuff we're about to say. <laughs> OK, um, but I do understand. I, I think there there's logic to that argument. I'm a big fan of the older mindset, which is 
you know, you bring a quarterback in, a young guy, he sits. He sits for a year. He kind of he holds a clipboard. He comes in if necessary. Uh, and then year two or sometimes even year three, they come in and they are ready. They know the system inside and out. They know the guys. The team respects them. The coaches have confidence. It's different. It's a different era. And, and for good reason, because the CBA kind of pushed us to this, to what we're seeing right now with this five-year window and all the other, you know, all the contracts exploding, like you really got to capitalize that before you got to pay your quarterback anywhere from 30 to $50 million a season. So I think that's wasting time, Brian, uh, while I get it. Like we're talking about Zach finally understanding what Zach is or getting him on the field in year three. You know, obviously we had him his rookie year, but with what you're talking about. So then it's year three and, um, and I don't know, it just, it doesn't compute to me. It's like, if you have this young guy, you know, you want to use him, you want him to get that development on the field, you know, year three, taking these lumps with these guys, trying to develop rhythms with these guys. Then we have an excuse. Well, this was the rhythm year. He was trying to, he was trying, you know, he didn't know his receiver trying to develop timing, you know, all that sort of stuff comes up. I think while I understand the argument and I'm not against it, as a whole, like my thinking is similar. I think in our current situation, it, it's it's not really the right thing to do. Brian says, Finny and Flacco insert Spider-Man pointing meme right there. <laughs> so I, I do Wait, enjoy what? that. Uh, uh, but Matt, I, I want to hear your thoughts on, on, on Brian's comment here. No, uh, not for me. Flacco is fine as a spot starter, right? Like I'm comfortable with him coming in for a game or two, but you're, we're just wasting time at that point. Flacco's not a long-term answer here. The roster isn't at a point where they're ready to compete for a Super Bowl anyway. It's a developmental year, uh, and you have to see what you have in your 23-year-old freaking quarterback who you took second overall. You're just you're wasting time if he's healthy and he's just sitting there. Gabe drops in and says, Ryan, congrats on your new girl. Thank you very much. Greenbean, congrats on your new house. Green Bean says, thank you. Uh, I'm I'm not putting any more money on the Jets wins over five and a half. What bet do you like? Lions under 6.5, Giants under seven, or Dolphins under nine? I mean, I don't trust the Giants at all, but that division is brutal. Um, hmm. <laughs> you know of what's this, funny? Yeah, Matt, how um, do you feel about these? I wrote today, so according, to, I don't know if Gabe knows, but for uh, my day job, I uh, am a writer for Odds Checker, and they cover these kinds of things. Uh, and the Lions are a very, according to BetMGM, the Lions are the most popular pick to clear their win total. So if you want to, that depends on if you want to ride or fade the public. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I don't think I would touch the Lions number, to be honest with you. That six and a half looks pretty spot on, but uh, the Giants and Dolphins one's a little more appetizing to me personally. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going as well. Uh, Lou drops in. Lou says, I'm going to thank you guys with some money too. Hey, thanks. Play Zach thank when you, he's Lou. ready. Yeah, Lou. Thank you. Always, always, always appreciated. Um, all right, let's get back in line. Where were we? Um, Eddie Joe S had a comment in here. Let me just find it. Uh, Joe S says, Zach Wilson is the truth. He plays when healthy. 
I think that's kind of what you have to do. I, I don't think you you run the risk of not potentially knowing what you have in your young signal caller. Uh, just got to do it. Uh, RJ McPot, where are you? Saw that in here. Um, Philadelphia was my first away game experience. Not going to lie, your boy was traumatized. <laughs> Glad he's okay because I almost was done with football for 2022. Dude, you and me both. <laughs> when I saw him go down, I was like, I got to make content for 20 weeks. <laughs> Not Zach Wilson. Like, ah, this feels like the Adam Gase years all over again. This is terrible. Oh. Uh, not a good game to, to be an away game at. Uh, Matt, have you ever been to an away game? For the Jets, no. Um, I have not. Only The only away games that I've gone to in my sports fandom was Mets, but I've never been to a Jets away game. Mm, I went to Jets Dolphins in Miami one time. It actually wasn't too bad. Their stadium's not too bad. It's really they tiny. Put the, they put the roof on it now, which is nice. It actually covers the fans for the most mm. part, and it leaves the field in the weather. But oh, like, okay. that's the thing. That that stadium, man, I've, I've seen uh, like uh, 10 Jets games in there, like almost 10 years in a row, nine years in a row. And it was, it was brutally hot, like oppressive. Like third quarter, you're like, I, I got to go. You know what I mean? I, I can't do this. Well, you go up into the hallway and watch it on TV. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, so they put that roof on it. I think it uh, changes everything down there. It's nice. Yeah, I, I saw a game down there around the first week of November a few years back. So it was kind of, it's a little bit cooler. It wasn't quite like the preseason September, like sweltering heat in Miami. Like that would suck. Uh, Greenbean, I know you've been to a few away games. Any uh, any good or bad experience? Yeah, I was. Um, well, I uh, lots lots of uh, of bad experiences. The Jets always <laughs> lose. Now they they. Uh, I was at one Miami game. I was at the first Brett Favre game um, where he threw mm. that like late touchdown to Chancey Stuckey, and it was unbelievable because you know they we were playing against Chad and and the whole thing. I I feel mm. like it was opening day. I. I might be wrong. Um, if, if not, it was very early was. Uh, in this season, right? It was opening day. Yeah. So, you know, I was out in the parking lot and I was talking to lots of Dolphins fans and they were saying like, you shouldn't let Chad go, man, for the old man and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, well, look, Chad, I love Chad. I mean, I'm a huge Chad fan, but you know, uh, there's a reason they let him go. I said all that whole thing. But when I went in, I was like, please fucking beat him. You know what I mean? Like, don't make me do this. <laughs> and uh, and Favre pulled it out with like a, you know, one of those miracle Favre passes, you know, th threw it up and Chancey Stuckey came down with it. So that was really good. But I was at another one where the Jets lost at the end. Very, very good game. I think it was Rex Ryan years, maybe 2010. Like uh, we were we were a very good team, but they ended up beating us. And the energy in the stadium soured. It was so intense. Like it was it, but it became very negatively intense. And Pete, like Miami fans were like throwing shit and they were like so excited. Um, but didn't it was a Monday night it. game, right? I yes, it was. It was nighttime. And yeah, I, I was with that. my son. My son was probably six or something like five or six years old. And I felt it. And it was like, okay, look, we're losing this game. Like, I think the Jets had like a minute to get back. We're losing this game. I already know this. Let's go. And we started walking out before the crowds. But out in the hallway, it was so violently tense that people were like, I was in my Jets jersey and they were running at me and they saw my son. And like, that was the reason that they stopped. It was like this, 
Like I was on such high alert. Like you could feel it, man. My, the back, the hairs on the back of my neck. And my son kept saying like, what's going on? What's wrong? And it was like, it was weird. And there, and there were a whole bunch of fights that night. And, um, and I ended up getting out of there because I had a six year old. You know what I mean? I had, I didn't have a gray beard or anything yet. So I wasn't like this guy. I was like a young, you know, I was more fit, probably a little bit musk more. I had actual muscles and stuff. So I could have gotten, uh, I could have been a guy to punch in the face. And, uh, but (laughs) that to their credit, (laughs) nobody hit me because I had this little boy. So they were like, you know, they just kind of, they would say, just suck. And I just, let's go, let's go. (laughs) But my son even said that what's going on. Like what, what's wrong? I'm like, we just got to go, buddy. It's okay. You know what I mean? We just got to go. That's the worst for like an opposing team. Like you really, you you think about it. You're like, oh man, (laughs) this is a kid's game. And like people take this stuff really seriously. I mean, I, hey, I'm victim of it too. I've been like, screw you. Like yelling at a, you know, opposing team's fan, like in the stands. But like it can get definitely uh, a little touchy, especially if the the teams are are pretty good. Uh, Lou. Drops in and says, cool, uh, Joe Cool, thump, thump, Joe Cool, thump, thump. Thank you, Lou. He's talking about Joe Flacco. Uh, Sir Robin drops in with a $2 super chat. I didn't see anything attached to it, but thank you all the same. Uh, Aaron says, regardless of how Flacco does, Zach will play the rest of the season. Uh, Greenbean, any thought to... Uh, well, actually, Matt, I want to I want ask Matt this question because I think Greenbean, you know... Just talk too long? I, yeah. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Matt, what do you think? Is there any situation where Flacco plays longer than when Zach Wilson is healthy? No. Uh so I'm gonna I'm gonna keep this relatively <laughs> short. And then I have a, a great story that I wanted to share that kind that Green Bean kind of reminded me of. It it makes me almost look like a villain which i i feel like is kind of <laughs> rare kind of so okay yeah 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 so uh we'll get to that in a second but just quickly on on uh on flacco like i've been saying man like he's fine in a in a game or two pinch while zach is recovering but you're just you have to come out of this year knowing what you have at the quarterback position we can't go into 2023 and be wondering if zach wilson's the guy or not um as far as this story goes, okay, so this is good. Uh, I may or may not have made a younger fan of an opposing team cry at a Jets game. Oh, what a jerk! Matt, oh, okay. Matt well, oh, I thought it was in good fun. This kid, was, this kid, I didn't say anything <laughs> egregious, but me and my good buddy Kyle, um, he had season tickets, and I would go to games with him all the time. And this was Darnold's rookie year, 2018, against the Packers. Great game. It was, they lost, but it was a fun game. Uh, and the Jets the Jets are – it was a back-and-forth game, and later in the game, the Jets go up. And this – I would even, he wasn't like a young kid. I'd say like uh, maybe 13, something like that. Fuck, just old enough to make his, cry. Totally fine. Totally yeah, justifiable, yeah, yeah, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's holding up his phone. He's literally – I think they Facebook lived the entire game. Like, I don't know how they didn't get copyright taken down or how their phone battery lasted that long. But the whole time they're they're holding up their phone and streaming on Facebook like hours. So the Jets go up, you know, it was a early game. So there was a few beverages had in the parking lot and, you know, it's getting late in the game. And me and my buddy, all we started doing, we started chanting Facebook live, Facebook live, louder and louder and louder and louder. <laughs> And then we see the kid's mom like puts his arm, puts her arm around the kid, 
and she turns around and is like he's like mouthing like he's crying and we're like oh my god no and then like <laughs> later she turns around and was like no like that was funny like that wasn't me like we could have been dicks and said like awful <laughs> inhumane things but like right even she was like that was kind of funny but like can you not because he's he's clearly upset he's like yeah, oh, i'm sorry <laughs> i was such a douchebag there yeah um, well, i think you were all right that's not yeah. bad I don't well, think hey, it's good. Right. I think kid. you're a big old meanie. That's what it is. Now yeah. the kid knows, Matt. You put him in his place. They're <laughs> dick. I hope he remembers. <laughs> right. People He's, gonna tell it. He's telling that story for years. How long ago did you say that was? In 2018. So I was just out of college. In 2018, yeah. <laughs> I was young. I don't know. I was a dumb kid. So uh, that kid is, well, yeah. He's like, yeah. So he's like, he's in his teens, probably. Yeah, he's, he's probably telling that story. Now, I would guess. Yeah, he's yeah. like, right. So you know that guy on the internet that's a Jet fan? Yeah, yeah. he made fun of me. He bullied me <laughs> like five his knives. years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, I'll show you. He's got. He's like the guy the from uh, Billy Madison putting the lipstick on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, he's got the list. People to kill. <laughs> it's like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, number one. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's <laughs> uh, funny. Uh, Keith hey. Knowles. No, that's good. story. Oh, it's great. Keith Knowles drops in and says, defense solutions. Love the show. Thanks, Keith. Uh, defense solutions. Play better. Jeez. Agreed. Have Carl Lawson out there. I don't know. Quinton Williams looked all right. He did. You know what I think? And this was the big culmination. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tilt my hand and tell everybody the conclusion in my podcast uh, this week. Uh, it's a big deal. So this is what I've come up with for everybody. Anybody who hasn't seen it, check this out. Ryan, take a listen, all right? The Jets are, Roberts, we're going to find out this year that Robert Sala is actually the guy. Remember, Rex Ryan uh, said all this stuff. Then he got on the phone with Rex. I mean, with, with Sala, and the next day he was saying, I don't know, man, I talked to him. He's got a plan, baby. He, this guy's for real. And uh, so Robert Sala is the real deal, and we just don't know it yet. He's totally, he understands where his team is. He's not getting antsy. He's not panicking. He already knows that the entire league knows that they can't stop screens. They can't stop wheel routes. They can't stop tight ends peeling off their blocks into the flat. They can't stop that. So he's running that defense just to get his guys sauce and and uh, Jordan Reed, everybody playing time together. We're just getting our legs under us. We're just getting the juice flowing and all that sort of stuff. We're not starting 14 rookies again this year like we were last year. We got vets all over the place, sprinkled in with some young uh, talent, some of them who are uh, who have been here for two years and, and can do this. So he knows everybody, thinks that the Jets can't stop it. He's going to run that defense all preseason. Because it's going to give the NFL the idea that this is what he's doing here. This is what he's trying to do, and it's just not working. He's going to take some heat. He's going to defend the scheme. He's going to say it's not the scheme and all this shit. And then week one, we're going to see our real defense, which is blanket coverages to give this demonic pass rush that we are building here the ability to get five to ten sacks per game. That's what's going to happen. Sacks and picks. That's what we're going to be calling this thing. Sala playing chess, baby. What do you think, Ryan? Huh? I think Sauce Gardner was in 14 coverage snaps on Friday night and didn't have one target thrown his way. He continues his dominance. But why they didn't have to? 
Everybody else was wide open everywhere else. That's all right. If they're not thrown at him, that means they don't want That's to. They're good. afraid. He, they think he's a challenge. They do. He's the one There were guy definitely issues. Right. I, the the, the, the oh. Quincy Williams hit out of bounds early on. I was like losing my top over. And then the white had no wrap up. Just go for the hit. Scores a touchdown. Like, dude, come on. Sloppy game. Sacks and picks. You heard it here first. Sacks right, and see, picks. I see our buddy hashtag sports in the chat. What's up, Mario or uh, Paul? Whoever's uh, whoever's over there. Hey, Good to see guys. you guys. If you guys like yeah. a want to see a, a decent uh, halfway decent. Yeah, <laughs> Bill's channel. Well, you know what? Those uh, those jamokes over there. Yeah, yeah no, I'm they're, they're, they're good it's dudes. Mario, I think. It's yeah, Mario he's usually hopping. Oh, it is. There yeah. he goes. There they're he good goes. guys. Okay, good. Throw him a sub. They got some some good yeah. Bills content over there. Joe S says Vinny had Parcells. Wilson has Salah. Enough said. I don't think there's enough said. I don't. I don't know if that's the the yeah, thing that's going to win it for me. Yet. But um, let me say, we're going to find out that Salah is an advanced head coach. That's it. We're we're going to find it out this year. We're going to shut the Ravens out. It's going to be a bloodbath with Flacco. I hope so. <laughs> Euphoria says we all want to see if Zach is the truth, of course, but we need to get. Uh, we need to start getting wins with this roster and staff with or without Zach. That's exactly where I was with trading for Jimmy G. Like, I feel like if you, if Zach wound up going down for the year and you were like, hey, yeah, we're just going to roll with Mike White or Joe Flacco, like energy sucked out of the stadium. Energy, you know, this roster that was built to try and win now, not even just win now, but like be competitive with Zach and to like waste a year of those guys' career would have been really rough. I think you make a move for like a Jimmy G or something like that, that tells the rest of the roster, hey, we're not screwing around. Like we're winning games this year. That's happening. Like, so I think that's why I was so on board with the Jimmy G thing. But uh, yeah, dude, I completely agree. I think you have to see some wins. I mean, ideally it, it happens under Zach Wilson. That's that's really where we're kind of all at at this point. Uh, King Choice says, do you guys think Zach still has that hero ball mentality? I like Zach, but I'm hoping he doesn't have that trait. It's going to drive Jets fans crazy. I'm hoping that our offensive line, when we have two starting tackles, because we didn't have Fant and we didn't have uh, Dwayne Brown out there uh, as our tackles for the first preseason game. So I'm hoping we develop more holes for the running backs to get through so that way we don't have to rely so... rely so heavily on uh, on zach wilson you did start to see uh, a little bit of that connection that we were hearing about in training camp and hearing about at the green and white scrimmage with zach wilson and conklin i think you'll continue to see him be featured a little bit more it wouldn't shock me if conklin wound up being wide receiver or tight end one for us uh when it's all said and done matt what do you think you think zach wilson's playing hero ball still I mean, it felt it felt like he was in the first game of the preseason. Uh, that that's yeah. what trying to fight for those extra yards was. There's and on the jet lounge yesterday, I had questions that were similar to this when I was on, um, and they were saying that they that it wasn't it wasn't selfish. He was just trying to play football, which is true. But I think it's also important to know that there's a time and a place for you to make those kind of decisions. Week one in the preseason you run out of bounds or you slide in the fourth quarter in a playoff game. Yeah. You're trying to juke a guy and go for the extra couple of yards, but um, you just got to know there's a time and a place for everything. And, and Zach got hurt trying to play hero ball. It is what it is. 
Zach Ambrosio, thank you so much for joining the channel, brother. Uh, looks like you've been a member for a little bit now, but boys and girls, drop some J-E-T-S in the chat. You can throw some other uh, <laughs> letters out there like Iowan Jets fan just did. Uh, I love seeing it all the same. Uh, Lauren Shorty drops in, says, what did you guys think of Michael Clemens? Oh, this guy's got a high-end motor. He doesn't stop. The last play of the game, when he blows up the left guard, goes running after the quarterback. Like, he's sprinting to the sideline. This game's, like, over. <laughs> he is, like, still going at it. I love it. I love everything about Michael Clemens. He's everything I want out of a Chuck Norris meme in a form of, like, the Terminator on the Jets. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I, I think this guy has shown more flashes right now based on his uh, expectation level, being that, you know, fourth-round pick or whatever he was. I like that more than what I have seen so far out of Jermaine Johnson because I think the hype is a little bit more for Jermaine Johnson. So I, I think the the level of um, expectation is a little bit different there. But I, I love the Michael Clemens pick. Greenbean, what are your thoughts on what we've seen out of Michael Clemens so far and, and how are you feeling about him? <clears throat> Dude, he looked awesome. I mean, it, he was, he's fun to watch. And, uh, you know, he was playing against the seconds too. So, it you know, he got some of his... He played 30 snaps, if I remember correctly. So he was in there with, you know, over a wide scope. But he was getting that that pass rush against, you know, against good guys, man. Like, you know, and that's the thing. I read, I think it was uh, David Wyatt Hupton uh, that talked about it. Who, if you guys haven't, uh, if you're looking for a good Jets, right, he's, he's a good one, man. You know, he's never uh, dramatic or anything. But I, I, I enjoy him. But he said, like, the thing is, is that, you know, if that's your answer to Michael Clemens' dominance, because he dominated that game, he was everywhere. And, you know, look, even when he didn't make, you know, make it home to the sack or the tackle, his pressure was felt. He was all over the place, and it was really great. But the thing is, is that he's a fourth-round pick rookie, and there, he's going to have to dominate the fourths and thirds and seconds before he can get more playing time with the ones. And I think that's a really good way to say it. Like, that's what we want to see. When you have one of your guys that you're hoping can make an impact this year and they're in there playing against the thirds, you want them to dominate. You want them to look like they, those guys shouldn't be on the field with him. That, that's what you hope to see. And I think to some extent, we saw that, man. Michael Clemens looked strong. He looked, you know, he was able to, to, uh, to you know, at one point I saw him actually you know, with his burst, actually get around the tackle. I mean, so he's got some speed rush, uh, you know, potential. Uh, you know, he's kind of a one-trick pony as far as, you know, he's he's a bull rusher, but he showed that they're working on some other things with him. But his bull rush, boy, he is legitimately powerful. And uh, and I, I just, I can't wait to see him in, in real games. He looks like the guy that knows how to come up when, when you need him to, like he got that sack that could have been a safety and ended up being on the two yard line. We needed that, right? Like that's the time when you want your defensive ends to get their sacks, like on third and one, on the goal line, things like that. Uh, Quinton Williams has a little bit of a knack for that. And Michael Clemens had a little bit of a knack for that. And I think that could only, I mean, dude, I would love to see him develop into that guy. So I guess we'll springboard off the Clemens comment uh, to Landon's comment here. Which D linemen are you keeping and who are you cutting? We've got a very deep defensive line right now. We've only had to cut down five roster spots, one of which was Makai Becton getting shifted over to the IR. Uh, and then I believe we gave up uh, a defensive back, a lineman, 
Oh, uh, what were the other ones? Rashard Davis, wide receiver, and yeah, hold on. Was there a D line? I don't think there was a D lineman in there. No, it was uh, defensive back. Yeah, Luke Barco, offensive lineman Derek Kelly, defensive yeah. end. Right? Oh no, you're right. Oh, it wasn't defensive end Tommy Ward. Um, yeah, I think. So when I'm looking at our no defensive line, Sheldon Rankins gets you some cap relief. So if they think there's some depth that may offset the talent that Rankins has, then I could see them maybe moving on from him. Um, then I think you probably have to look at is Martin and Anae are both they are, are both of them still on the roster? I think they are because you're yeah. I mean, Martin, I don't think is going to go anywhere. They really like him a lot. Yeah, I like Jacob him. Martin. They they yeah. paid him. He's here. He's staying. Yeah. He got guaranteed I think money. Curry is likely to get cut. I think mm -hmm. he's one of those guys that's a little longer in the tooth, and if push comes to shove, they'll take the guy with uh, upside at this point as opposed to, you know, maybe a little bit more veteran presence in, in Curry. Matt, any thoughts on who the Jets are going to move on from defensive line-wise? Yeah, so I just pulled up the uh our lads unofficial depth chart and they have 15 guys on the defensive line right now um wow. so i'll just i'll run through them all quick mm -hmm. um lawson martin clemens zuniga jfm solomon thomas nathan shepherd quinnon williams sheldon rankins jonathan marshall tanzel smart uh jermaine johnson bryce huff vinnie curry anai uh so that's your 15. Wow, we got a lot of depth. I like Huff yeah. a lot. I like Martin yeah. a lot. I like uh these guys. Oh suck. god. No, there, there's Timmy Ward. I'm sorry. It's Timmy Ward. Tim Ward. Timmy Ward. Cut. That's that surprises me actually. Anyway, go on. Sorry. I know Zuniga. Zuniga's been flashing a little bit. I've been hearing Zuniga, his name. Yeah, look good. Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping Tenzel like look, he's on a roster bubble. He he Zuniga's gonna get cut if he doesn't show out, I think. That's right. Without well, Zuniga's doubt. problem, Zuniga's problem is not talent. It's hell. He has he he has not been healthy for more than uh, three or four weeks since we got him. So like that's mm -hmm. the problem. You know what I mean? He can't you know you can't keep it going because he you know comes out has a decent game and he gets hurt and he's out for three weeks. You know what I mean? That's his problem. Jonathan Marshall is a seventh round pick. I, I think maybe he would be a good practice squad guy if you could stash him. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. My gut right now is saying. Zuniga, Shepard, Curry, Anai, and you got to find one more. I don't think you can carry 11. I would think you'd have to cut five and carry 10 defensive linemen. Yeah. I would There's move Rankins, I think, at that point. I think I'd take the cap relief. Yeah. Maybe. And Rankins is getting, you know, look, I mean, he got pushed around a lot last year, man. He needs to show something in the preseason why we should keep him. But, um, you know, I th I really think that Jonathan Marshall and Nathan Shepard are fighting for a roster spot, man. We might see mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan Marshall get cut, but Nathan Shepard, let me tell you, on that goal line, did you guys rewatch that goal line where they, you know, they, I think it was their second touchdown? Dude, Nathan Shepard got blown, uh, I don't know, five, six feet, two, two yards the other way. Like he was, he got pushed all the way down the line. And it was just like, I mean, he was the guy. That, that was his, that was his gap. And they pushed him six feet that way you know it's like dude you're that's where you're supposed to be able to you know at least clog it if you can't make the tag you at least clog that shit. he yep. was thank I, you right this way sir 
I guarantee he was the doorman. I guarantee yeah, uh, the exactly. coaches were watching that, and I, I would bet he's Hell in the yeah. doghouse right now. Um, yeah. Michael, thank you for the super chat. He says, I think with Flacco starting against the Ravens would be a good thing. His experience would calm any nerves, plus he would stick it to the Ravens. Yeah, I think I, I like the idea of having the revenge game. Like, I like Baker Mayfield going against the Browns week one. Like, that excites yep. me. I feel like there's more juice to that. Like, there's always that... Like, if you give me the opportunity to play a former team, like, I'm going to have more fire for that because they did me wrong because they let me go and I'll show them. Like, that's the the mentality that these guys are going to have. Now, Baker's obviously is a little fresher coming from just two, three months ago where Flacco is now, what, five years at this point? Lamar was drafted in 2018. I think Flacco was there for 18 and then was gone in 19. Um but hey, I'm looking forward to it. I think at the very least, you were able to see last year, Zach, or not Zach Wilson, but you were able to see Mike White, Joe Flacco, and Josh Johnson in jet uniforms perform well with our offense with Michael LaFleur. And then you got to see the Senior Bowl quarterbacks with Michael LaFleur coaching the offense there. So it's not necessarily the quarterbacks that, it's not the coaches that are making the quarterbacks possibly look bad. Like the the, the looking bad is definitely done on the part of the quarterback. So Zach's definitely got to step up a little bit, but I think Flacco is going to come out. I think he's going to be ready. And I think there's way more talent around this team this year than he's had the last few years of him being a, a backup slash fringe starter with like the Broncos and stuff. Matt, your thoughts. We went in with uh, Flacco. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, he's going to, I can't wait for the articles saying that the Ravens should have kept Joe Flacco and his mistake to switch yeah. over to uh, Lamar Jackson. You know, Matt, and this is the thing. I, I I love that so much. And this is the thing. When that happens, like like so we just got the best case scenario news for Zach. The it, the the winds of change are coming. When when that happens to us, how many times? It's worst case every time, right? Yep. It's every it's the worst possible scenario. That's what we get. We got best case scenario. And Matt O'Leary just hit it on the head. That's what the articles are going to say. Ravens make big mistake cutting. What, do you, what am I going to call him now? Uh, Jungle Joe. I don't know. Some <laughs> shit like that they'll put in there. Jumping Joe Willis. Fancy feet Flacco. <laughs> Some alliteration like that, right? and all that good stuff. I suck. Uh, I lost it. But you know what I, I love mean. it. <laughs> Boys and girls, we got over 500 people in this live stream. Hit that like button if you're enjoying the stream. Uh, and if you want to get entered into our t-shirt qualifier, if you're watching the stream after the fact, all you got to do is leave a comment down below this video. If you want to get into it for tonight, the end of the night, we're going to be giving away a shirt, one of the uh, wide receivers covered in sauce or maybe a MILF shirt, something like that. Uh, all you have to do is retweet this stream. Head over to the Jets Talk 247 Twitter and retweet uh, the Talking Jets stream. Uh, who's up next? We got Brian coming back in. Brian, uh, says, yo, Greenbean got tossed for fighting at Marino's last game, 1999. Marcus Coleman pick touchdown Monday night football. <laughs> Bring it. I remember that game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember that Marcus Coleman, baby. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm sure whoever you got into a fight with deserved it. That's I'm positive, confident. Absolutely. Right. I completely agree. Good for you. <laughs> uh, Everaldo says, hit that like button. Thank you, dude. Yes, sir. So he's trying to uh, help the cause. There Love that. Uh, Zach Ambrosio 
says, how do you guys feel about zone coverage the Jets played? Um, I think we're, it, I'm not looking at defense so critically right now in the preseason because everything's going to be vanilla. Um, but I really didn't like what I saw from the, uh, the, like, you know, the starters of the Eagles just running it down our throat and us making mistake after mistake. Yeah. Didn't love that. Uh, but I do think with a strong pass rush that we're expecting this year and zone coverage, I think we'll see more interceptions because the secondary is vastly improved from where it was last year, uh, along with our pass rush. So we'll get the strip sacks and I think we'll get some interceptions that we otherwise, you know, didn't get to see last season. Greenbean, your thoughts on the defense? No, it's it. Look, it, that was a it, w- it wasn't a fun time watching what looked like an identical carbon copy of what we all complained about for 17 games last year. It, it wasn't fun to watch. Now I have a theory. I don't know if you guys heard this about what's going on with the defense. Did I tell you guys yet? about the, no. what Salah's playing. I did. I told you I spent 20 minutes on it before. Um, but uh, I, I can't repeat myself again, but I do say it in the podcast, and I said it here before, uh, Zach. It's it's like I really think that, the, you know, the whole idea that it's vanilla and we're not showing anything, I think it's even more so this year. I think that um, – I'll tell you this, if it's not that, if they're not going to roll something significantly different out week one, we got big problems. And I hope that's not the case because it was ugly. We, it's just that we couldn't stop the same things as last year. So I hope they can fix it. Matt, any thoughts on the, uh, the zone coverage that we saw in uh, the first preseason game? Uh, it was pretty soft zone, but I will say that it's the preseason. So let's pump the brakes a little bit and they were also i believe missing like half the starters on the defense so it wasn't really even the full starting defense so uh yes it wasn't pretty but also at the same time there was a reason for it so both things can be true let's not panic yet that doesn't fit my narrative matt i want to panic uh, i know <laughs> greg, greg says clemens reminds me of the crazy <laughs> and intense police player in the replacements I don't remember which guy that is. Oh, man. Do you know what position the police guy played in the replacements? I remember the uh, sumo wrestler. I don't remember the replacements almost at all. No. Oh, dude, you know, I that movie was on that's like a, TBS great. like every day, and I somehow <laughs> never watched it. I always. <laughs> what? Right, what? Yeah. It's like, oh, I love the replacements. That's a, Keon, that's a Keanu Reeves. That's one. a yeah. Keanu Reeves. Yeah. yeah. Shane Falco. Chicks dig scars. Dude, chicks dig scars. Joe Flacco. That's what it was. This is an omen. Thank you, Greg. He was a linebacker is what they're saying. Oh, man. I don't remember him at all. I can't even picture who it was. Now I got to look Oh, I remember John Favreau, right? Oh, no yeah, way. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> That's who it was. Thank you. Wow, uh, who, dude. Who good call. That? Mitch. Mitch I'm thinking like, memory. I'm I'm like That's in my it. head. I'm like, oh, it's the it's not the replacements. I'm thinking a longest yard with like, the 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 warden and the like the corrections officers versus the convicts and <laughs> dude I the replacements is one of my favorite football movies it's just it's a lot of fun I love when they're singing really? in the jail cell high? oh yeah well, I mean than, okay which one oh, you got remember the Titans you got the program. that's a great movie that, remember the Titans is a different genre of movie though like that's it is. that's more like Academy 
level, like, hey, there's like deeper meanings. Like replacements is an easy watch. Like you're you're throwing yeah. that on. That's like I would put longest yard probably ahead of the replacements from like a you know star studded cast kind of fun yeah. movie sort of thing. Yeah, it was fun. The the replacements just like naked gun level. <laughs> well, yeah, just, hey, like I'm not trying to think too hard <laughs> going into it. the That's replacement. I'm not I'm not going to die point. on any hill. This is not a a french fry topic <laughs> that we're getting into here. Which if yeah, you guys don't point. know, we we had the french fry discussion about the McDonald's versus Burger King and Ryan is way wrong. <laughs> I had yeah, Burger King fries not that long ago and I was like, "Oh, the wonder I haven't had this in a long time." Wendy's fries and uh and Chick-fil-A fries though. It's where it's at. McDonald's um, fries rule. Oh, I do like I a good McDonald's it. fry. I just I hate when it's soggy. I like a nice crisp fry. I, oh, when they I do it right, a, it's perfect. Have you? I haven't gotten a, a, a soggy McDonald's fry in I feel like what is two decades. You know what I mean? Like yeah, they, oh, they know how to do it. You got to find the right McDonald's. You're going to the wrong McDonald's, my man. You got to. Dude, I'm not. One. McDonald's is a convenience thing. I am not going out of my way to, <laughs> to get McDonald's. Yeah. It's right down the hill from my work, and I will go there. And if it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. Don't. Uh, I'm more of a Wendy's guy for the uh, the convenience factor by me. Uh, Aaron drops in with a super chat. Thank you, dude. Didn't see anything attached to it, but it's appreciated all the same. Uh, Mumtaz, what's up, brother? He drops in. Mumtaz says, I would consider holding Zach back for two games. Build hunger, learn, get healthy, etc. Don't take anything for granted. Can't get hurt again interesting so it's almost like i don't want to call it a punishment but almost like a learning experience like hey dude like we're gonna ride the guy that's here for us right now sit down with the clipboard learn your stuff when you prove you're not gonna throw any interceptions and stuff well that's the thing right like he was looking good in camp but now i don't know how much stock to really put in camp because it's like a two-hand touch thing all the time and everything's like wow like this looks good and wow that looks good and this that and the other thing and then we wind up coming out against the eagles and we get kicked in the nuts um <laughs> matt what do you think holding back zach for two games and let him uh get hungry and learn no i'm not about hold i just wait until he's healthy whenever he's healthy he plays that that's going to be my the official matt o'leary stance whenever anyone asks just copy paste i might hold up i might put that right here instead of this pennant <laughs> get the bullhorn zach wilson is hell yeah where the hell is it's somewhere in here somewhere but um, I'm not about holding him back. Just does my voice sound like this? Oh, megaphone. Yeah, there you go. Zach Wilson should start. Thank you. That's Can't super wait. hard to talk into in here. It's like echoing in my place. ears. Ryan, that was a good place to when you said that Zach Wilson will start. You should have hit your button. Can't wait. Oh, that was a good. I got my I got my other buttons. I got my. Uh, you got. guys an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's great. Uh, it's great. I love this. Uh, Gabe drops in. Gabe says, uh, what percentage does Google take of your super chats? What's the biggest super chat you received? Uh, I will be in Denver this year for a Jets game. Uh, so Google and wow. YouTube take 30% of all our super chats, our memberships. Uh, and then I'm not exactly sure how ad revenue works. I think there's some sort of ad split. I don't know if it's 50-50 or not, but... I, we don't actually get to see that, um, but yeah, YouTube, YouTube takes a, you know, a nice little chunk there. Um, but I think our biggest one that we received, we had a battle last year between, uh, oh, who the hell was it? It was, um, 
It was Mutt Viles, and it was... Oh, my God. I'm going to forget the name. If I, I saw it in the chat, I would know it. Oh, man. But these two went back and forth. Like, this dude's girlfriend almost left him <laughs> because he super chatted, like, I think it was, like, $200. It was, like, something crazy. Yeah. And he's like, my girlfriend's pissed at me. <laughs> like, dude, thank you. That's awesome. But, dude, don't don't ruin your uh, <laughs> your personal life for us. Uh, but Files but yeah, no, got a second mortgage for us. Mutt yeah. Files, I'm pretty sure he's paying, like, a solid 5% on, <laughs> on the super <laughs> chat that he threw in. Mutt Files has got to be one of the all-time, like, him and him and Mumtaz, those two have have, yeah. have definitely put in a, a lot. Um, remember but that, he says, that? Remember that night with the battle? Did you just say that? That, that was I was. The, who's who's the other yeah, person? Yeah. It was Mud Files. I, I can't remember. think of the other name. Yeah, that sucks remember. that we can't remember him. I know. I have that to go back insane. and look at it. I'll know it as soon as I hear it. But dude, it was like back and forth, and it was like <laughs> we're sitting there like, wow, twenty dollars, wow, fifty dollars. Then it was like hundred, hundred fifty, two hundred, and it might have been two fifty was like the top one. But I was like. Oh my Lanta. <laughs> like, this is bonkers. Hey, Hawk said his name is Elon Musk Viles. <laughs> pretty good. That's good, Hawk. I love Elon time. Musk Viles. Uh so can I can I say something? I, I want to yeah. put this out to everybody if you thank you, Ryan. Uh today is <laughs> Hold the on, day wait, before you say something. Okay, Steve Gillingham says MILFs love stiffies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with the thing? Yeah, with the good. letters. Oh, I missed it. Oh, there it is. There Sorry. It is. All right, Green Amazing. Bean. Go so on. Tonight, today is the day we're supposed to find out about the finalist for, you know, the winner of the hall, the senior candidate for the Hall of Fame. Mm. It's now nine mm. o'clock, 10 after nine, and we haven't heard. Number one, what does this mean? Number two, does anybody see it anywhere? Like, can can you know, we got like 500 people in here. Can you guys scour? Can we keep it, keep the alerts open? Can you tell us like what's happening with Klecko? Does this mean that they're like physically wrestling like Gary Myers is, and, and Peter King are saying it's gotta be Klecko and some little nerd is saying, I don't like Klecko because he was not good or something like that. And they're physically holding him down. And like, what's going on in this, in this meeting today? Like, when are we going to know today's the day he's got to get in today, guys. It's got to be the Klecko day. Today's got to be the Klecko day. It's like, right? if there's ever a shot, he was so close last year, to not get in this year would be such a a shot to the gut. There are uh, some good Duncan candidates. says they voted today, announce it tomorrow. Someone's got to leak it. the announcement today. All right, well, that, <laughs> Let us know. that, well, that helps, Anthony, or Duncan. Um, but... Um, yeah, I thought it was, I mean, I everywhere I read it said, well, maybe, maybe, yeah, they make the decision August 16th, so maybe it is they, they announce it tomorrow. Dude, Jet Nation's going to melt if Klecko doesn't get in there this year. Like you said, he was second last year. He made it to number two. Who came in there this year that pushes him backwards and or or you know and leapfrogs him who i mean there were some damn good candidates in there man six time all pros stuff like that so it's going to be tough but dude it's klecko's year like that's their first time being considered mm -hmm. some of these guys klecko's been on deck for years he keeps making it into the room into the conversation they should do it and go we're tired of talking about klecko just fucking do it you know I mean? We've yep. been having this discussion for years for and there was like a really big reddit push at one point where like they actually called like jet content creators 
get on this. <laughs> Start making some noise. We're going to be, we should have been banging the drum. That's really what it is. I mean, we're, Dude, I we're preaching to you an echo what? chamber. Let me tell you something. I actually went back to Reddit. I, I got that guy's name who wrote that email and mm -hmm. I tagged him in the video and started a thread in Reddit. The, the moderator disallowed my video. They wouldn't <laughs> what? Want, I'm like self-promotion self probably. My name on Reddit is salt instance. They don't know it's me. <laughs> now they do. Different thing. Like yeah, Reddit picked my name. I don't know what the hell salt instance. I'm like, okay. I'm salt instance, but uh, yeah, so they didn't allow my video. So I couldn't even reply to the guy with some, some love, but here's the sad part. I put that Klecko video out. I spent weeks like collecting and making sure I looked everywhere for the right stuff. Uh, you know, and, and like, you know, reorganizing a previously thing. I put hours in, of, of editing into it. I got 1000 views. Nobody cared. I, I liked it. <laughs> well, Matt cared. Thank you, Matt. I like to do. I'm not going to lie great. to you. I didn't. I didn't catch it. <laughs> I'm yeah, sorry. We can't watch everything. You know. You know we can't. Um, I get him, Ryan. Shit. You know, no, but that stuff everything. happens, man. You put a lot of effort in. You'll get. You'll barely crack a thousand, and then you'll do. I don't know. A five minute reaction about uh, Zach Wilson banging some dude's mom, and you get ten thousand views. <laughs> Dude, it, oh, it's infuriating <laughs> when you put in a ton of effort into research and stuff, and it's yeah. like, oh yeah, no one gives a shit. <laughs> it's like, fuck, really. Yeah. That's how this is going to go. It's Ugh. so true, man. I don't know why. Red that John is. says, remember the football movie Wildcats? Nope. Nope. Greenbean, do you remember the football movie Wildcats? Wildcats was my high school team. Hell yeah. Yeah, the Wildcats was uh, where Goldie Hawn was the coach. Come on now. I'm old as shit. You know I know that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Andrew Yale. Andrew says, Red fellas. Honest thoughts on any early concerns about Zach's durability. A bad right knee early isn't a great sign. If he gets hurt again, then question mark. Hmm. Wait, I, I, I saw a, a thread on Jet Nation that was talking about this. And they're like, oh, durability concerns. And they're like, oh, his shoulder. And I was like, all right. You know, yeah, he had the shoulder injury in high school, got surgery in college. But, like, the dude was throwing dimes his junior year. So, like, I'm not worried about the shoulder. You know, busted finger, you know, broken finger or whatever it was in college. I was like, okay, well, that's, like, a weird thing. Like, you don't just break bones um, consistently unless you suffer from osteoporosis, um, which yeah. I don't think he does. Yeah. Uh, but the knee, yeah. the knee is a concern. And this is now two in a row. And I do think there needs to be a concentrated effort on the part of Zach and the coaching staff to say, hey, maybe we don't cut on this leg just yet. Like, let's I, I don't want to put like, you know, limits on him because I, if he if there's limits on him, I don't think he should be playing. But I think he should just be more cognizant of like, hey, I should live to fight another down like Peyton Manning and Eli Manning made a damn career out of it. They got down as soon as there was pressure. No reason to take a shot, live to fight another down, run out of bounds, slide, do whatever you got to do. There's no reason to dive or cut back and try to get the extra yards unless it's like fourth quarter, like lots of stuff on the line. Save your body, dude. It's all right. The fans will forgive you if you get, you know, a few less yards. Don't get me wrong. It's cool as hell when you do get it and you get that like that wow play. But at the same time, I'd much rather not lose you for an entire season. So dial totally. it back a little bit. 
Yeah. I mean, and like Matt said before, I, I think, and it was to the answering the question about hero ball. It's like, well, it, it sure looked like it. He had a couple, you know, really bad throws, a terrible interception. You know what I mean? So where, you know, he's trying to make up for that now. He, we know he has that tendency. It's the coaching staff's job to, like you just said, Ryan, to like kind of rein that in. And, and like Basala said last year, make them, you know, play boring football, man. Be smart. Live to fight another day. You don't have to expel everything on one play. It's, it's, but you can clearly see it. I mean, it's his first game. Nerves are back. You know, the, you know, the whole thing. And that's exactly what happened. And, and, uh, and he's trying to make something out of a game where he hasn't looked good yet. He looked pretty bad, actually. Zach drops in says how you guys or how do you guys think garrett wilson did during the first preseason game i have uh, we haven't talked about his performance yet Uh, i'll be honest i haven't watched i I, when i say i turned off the preseason game after zach got hurt i turned off the preseason game after zach got hurt i was so (laughs) upset i don't care wipe out wipe the slate clean not didn't even look at it um so i don't know how, how garrett wilson did but i will say this there was the interesting comment from garrett wilson yesterday and um I put out a video talking about some of his comments where he was talking about how uh, Joe Flacco, because of his veteran leadership, he has the ability to take a little bit of mustard off a ball and he can put a little bit less speed. Everything's not 100 miles an hour. And a lot of fans took that as, hey, Zach can't take a lot off the ball. Like he's just throwing it 100 miles an hour every single throw, which mm-hmm. we we have seen in the past with with quarterbacks. And it's, you know, kind of learning how to do that. They're trying to win with their arm because the the delayed reaction between, oh, that guy is open and like, hey, I have the muscle to get it where it needs to go. Like young quarterbacks are going to rely on that. With Joe Flacco, he was there at one point in his career and he's beyond that. He understands where the defense is going to be based on which play. And Zach just doesn't have the experience to do that just yet. Um, And do I think it's a concern? You know, uh, yes, a little bit. It's not maybe not easier for Wilson and some of these guys to catch the ball, which is probably at least in part a little bit why we saw so many drops last year and in the green and white scrimmage and maybe throughout training camp a little bit. Uh, and Zach will, Zach, that'll come in time. I'm not overly concerned. I like what I've been seeing out of Garrett Wilson, but again, I don't want to have to rely on him as wide receiver one or two. Uh, really this year, I'm hoping we can kind or even three. I mean, I want to see Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios as like kind of the guys wide receiver wise with Garrett Wilson, you know, probably picking it up about halfway through the season or so. Uh, Greenbean, what are your thoughts on Garrett Wilson and his performance? Well, I actually spent some time. It was weird. I was able to watch the replay on the NFL site, like mm-hmm. I think it was the next morning. And then for some reason, I couldn't access it after that. So I wasn't able to watch for other players. But fortunately, as as far as this question goes, I spent some time kind of focusing on on Garrett Wilson for what I could. It's not all 22 or anything like that, but I I watched him and uh dude, he looks so good to me. Um and he, you know, he's obviously that was the first ever NFL action, but he had those those two receptions which were killer, great catches, and he had another one where he was wide open or he dude, he knows how to lose his guy. He can do it every time. He can lose his guy pretty much every single time. And I think that's, uh, you know, we haven't seen that in a long time. Coupling him with Elijah Moore, who took a little while to get going last year. Remember, he had the big drop mm-hmm. week one. 
And but he had that stretch where he was a top five receiver in the NFL, like for what I think it was six weeks, maybe five or six weeks. So Elijah Moore kind of, you know, having his feet underneath him with Garrett Wilson, who seems to me to look like he's already NFL ready. You know, he, he really does. Now, game one of preseason, I get it. But he was playing against their ones, and he was toasting them, man. And I think his hands are are gorgeous. Even in the green and white, that, that that you know, the catch he had out, out of bounds in the back of the end zone was mm-hmm. gorgeous. I mean, dude, I think uh, he's I think he's ready, man. I think we're going to see a lot from him and Flacco's going to love him this year. Kevin C. (laughs) You missed it. Drops him. Kevin C. says, Zach being healthy. Uh, What does that mean? Are we talking about the moment he is cleared by the doctors or after a solid week of practice? I'm concerned about the knee. Um, I would say, let's say he's cleared tomorrow. If he was cleared tomorrow, I would want I think like Green Bean said earlier, two weeks of practice. Like give him a week healthy training with the twos, maybe watching how Flacco dev- like, you know, goes through a week. And then the following week, I would prepare him as the starter. So Matt, your thoughts. What does Zach Wilson being healthy mean? What what do you want to see to then move on to him uh once he is healthy? Uh medically cleared and with a full week of practice would be my answer to that. Um, So like not cleared on Thursday and then, okay, you're going to be tossed in the lineup on Sunday kind of a thing, like early in the week cleared. And then you have your week of practice and you're good to go kind of a thing. Greenbean, what about you? You think it's, you know, let's say game happens on a Sunday. He's cleared on a Monday. Is he playing the following Sunday or you want him to wait another week? This time around, like he misses the whole preseason, I want him to no. You you got to sit. Like you need a solid week uh, that we can see you bouncing around on your knee, seeing everything. You know, seeing where you are with it, uh, and you know, in, in the in the real reps with your with the ones and everything. If they can't do that, if they can't see that, you don't put him in, man. Now, if that's later in the season, we have five games under his belt. He gets a little twist. He's out for the week, and then you know uh, of practice, and he's ready by game day. You play him. But this particular time, I think, is is unique in that aspect. Like he, this is this is the preseason, man. This is it. Like this is where he gets to work with all his guys, and and that was a scary and that was a scary little moment. I think uh, you err on the side of caution with this one. So I've got Brett backstage. I want to go to uh, DeJesus's comment real quick, and then we're going to jump over to Brett. Brett, give me a thumbs up if you are ready. Uh, all right, cool. So. Uh, Mr. DeJesus says, any thoughts on Chris Strevler yet? Um, I really don't have that many thoughts <laughs> on him. He's electric. the backup quarterback, right? Like the third string guy. He was electric, man. He played with reckless abandon. You didn't know what you were going to get on play to play. It was, it was lots of fun. He's like, I don't know. Uh, I forget. Um, it was, uh, what's his name? Connor Rogers, who said he's like a, a more fun version of Taysom Hill. And I like that comparison. That's a nice. Uh, me, are we would would we get rid of Mike White for Strebler? What do you think? Maybe trade Mike White for a six. I would. I would. You know what I mean? If you could get a pick for White, I don't know how yeah. you don't try to get a pick for White because you're you're rolling with Flacco, right? Like you're not you're not putting right. White out there. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, All right, let's jump over to our 
four-way panel with our buddy Brett. Brett, what's up, How dude? Are Brett you guys? knows a little bit about the West Coast and our newly acquired tackle. This is not the right camera angle that I'm supposed to be looking at right now. Sorry, you're seeing my behind. You the guys side. hear me? I can hear you loud That's and clear. Fair. There we go. <laughs> uh, Brett, tell us a little bit about Dwayne Brown and and your experience with uh, you know what you've heard from him out west. Yeah. Well, as you guys might know, uh, you know, I used to live in Seattle, so I was there when Jamal Adams got traded, uh, and that was quite traumatic for me. I just want you guys to know that having to live in <laughs> Seattle when the biggest trade, as far as I can remember, in Jets history happened, and uh, he he came there, and it was like I I just hated him so much, and um, yeah, it was it was really it was really rough what he did to the team. Um, but yeah, living, living in Seattle is a really isolated place. Uh, it's funny. I'm wearing this blue shirt, but, uh, anyways, so with Dwayne Brown, yeah. Um, watching him, I, I actually think back before he was on the Seahawks, when you think about him on the Houston Texans and, uh, you know, his, his feet movement, it's like really short strides and, I think that plays really well, like the lateral movement he's going to do. And then what he'll do, he'll just like slap somebody and then move on to the next guy at the next level, which I really like that. And I remember I had Arian Foster on my fantasy team back in 010 around then. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what I envision, you know, for the Jets. I know he's obviously older now, um, but if he's going to play at a high level, you know, in that system, you know, I'm hoping a guy like Brees Hall, Michael Carter, when they, when they, when they run to the left side, you know, it, it's going to be that kind of thing where it's like, he'll run around, uh, the running back will run and then he'll kind of like take another cut and then take it up field outside. That's what Arian Foster used to do. I think that's what Dwayne Brown's going to give. Now, uh, talking to, you know, I, I live in LA now, of course, um, uh, but basically, yeah, I want to give a shout out to my friend Dan in Seattle. Uh, he basically told me that, you know, watching Dwayne, <laughs> watching Dwayne Brown last year, um, it looked like he slowed down a bit. Now, I did a little research. I was watching, uh, I think it was called Brendan Nelson, Seahawks Brendan Nelson. There's a YouTube channel for the Seahawks, a Seahawks fan, a pretty informative channel. Uh he was saying that eight eight sacks that he gave up four were on Wilson, Russell Wilson, um, and then he thought the other four were on Brown. But he picked it up towards the end of the year. That's what he was saying. You know, watching the Seahawks, especially when I lived there two years ago in the 2020 season, which was a weird season, their offensive line was it wasn't good. It, it was not good. I, I know they had Shell on the right side. And he was playing better than he ever did when he was on the Jets. But, yeah, it did seem like even that year, which was supposedly Dwayne Brown, a really good year for him, um, it seemed like he was running around quite a bit. But did you guys watch, the obviously, the Dwayne Brown interview today? I didn't get to watch it. I, I know he was on the field uh, the last, was it two days, or he's, he just started actually like participating today? I know he was stretching and stuff yesterday. Yeah, I didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, I think I didn't they're, they're it. slowly working him in. Uh, but I watched his press conference today a couple times. And, uh, I mean, 
it seems like he's he's kind of in line with what I'm saying. You know, he he was talking a lot about early on in his career and how Salo is there for a big part of that. So he's seen him operate in this system. Uh, and Salo wasn't a defensive coordinator there. I think he was like I don't know if he was quality control. Quality control or, coach, quality, I think. Is yeah. So he was kind of like touching everything at the time. Um, yeah, so I think what you're going to get is a guy who moves around really well. I think better than Becton. Now, look, when you look at Becton, like like I have – and I wanted to talk about this. Um, you know, I really had a problem with just everything about how we handled Becton, the fact that he was wearing a brace before he got injured. Like that mm-hmm. to me signaled something was up with this guy. They were bringing Dwayne Brown in before he got injured. So – they obviously weren't thrilled with what he was doing, whatever it was. Um, it, it didn't seem like, and, and I know like they were, they referred to, uh, to Becton saying, you know, he was working his way into shape and it's, it's, it's unsensible to me that a professional football player, a first round pick would have to work his way into shape in training camp, you know, and, and that's what you're getting. From Dwayne Brown, you're seeing a guy who's going to be a pro. He, he even said, "Like I am here. I've been working out. Um, if you watch, and when you watch it, you know you'll see he's always keeping himself in shape." Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, I just think personality-wise, you're going to get a guy who really is is confident in, in running the show. Uh, I mean, even the way like Beckton handled, I respect the guy's personal life, but from a pers- professional perspective. Um, you know, you, yeah, you have a baby, right? That's a huge deal. But you know, you, t- you tell your girl, come, come to Jersey with me, you know, I got to work. I'm going to take care of our family. You know, I, I just feel, I just feel something's off with Becton. I don't, I don't think professionally he, he's at the level that Dwayne Brown is with, you know, with his preparation. And I, I'm really excited for Dwayne Brown. I really am. Yeah, I was telling someone this the other day. I almost feel like, you know, the ceiling's not as high with Brown as it would have been with Becton, but I almost feel more comfortable with Brown there than having to worry about Becton in in a weird roundabout way. Like, I, I feel like our offensive line this year is going to be better than last year, purely because of the, the guard upgrade as well. And you think the left-hand side now, we got Brown and we got Tomlinson, two pro bowlers last year grading that left-hand side. And then on the right-hand side of things, you have Fant, who had a phenomenal season last year, playing next to AVT, and AVT moves over to the right-hand side. So I do think this offensive line is set up well to uh, to really outperform maybe expectation based on, uh, you know, Becton going down and where we thought they might be uh, at this point. Uh, Brett, what are your expectations as far as where this line might finish with Brown in the lineup? Well, I don't know the rankings of every single line. You know, I mean, I follow a lot of the West Coast teams. I live here in L.A., so, uh, you know, I went to the Rams game last year, the playoff game against Arizona, and I could tell you that that game was about – it was the most one-sided game I'd ever seen other other than a Jets game against Arizona, which I know Green Bean and Matt will remember, where Anquan Bolden got his head knocked off. In oh, yeah. 2008. Uh, yeah, and Revis had a nice touchdown return. That was uh, Eric Smith. Yes, yes. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a really one-sided <laughs> game. And, uh, 
you know, I don't really, not to talk about the Cardinals or anything, but, but yeah, I mean, the Rams O-line was able to run the ball. The Cardinals O-line was unable to run the ball. Uh, you know, I, I don't really follow the, you know, the other divisions as much other than the AFC East and the NFC East, you know, um, but the, the Niners, obviously we watched them last year. Uh, it, it, a lot of it is the system. I mean, it seems like these teams, they lose guys, they plug them in, you know, I, they, they didn't seem hesitant to lose Tomlinson to us. Mm-hmm. They got They got the next man up, you know, and it's not right. just even O-line, D-line and O-line. It seems like these teams are able to, replenish players uh i know the rams they do a really good job drafting later in the draft you know that yeah they traded all these first round picks they did the jalen ramsey thing but they're able to get really good contributing players in the third round and you see it i mean you know when i was at that game the tackling was excellent uh kyler murray could not do anything in that in that game uh the whole team was like lost out there it was it was it was obvious what, what I was witnessing. Um, but yeah, you know, that's how, that's how I'd say about that. And then just talking about the Jets in general, I was curious, you know, what you guys think as far as how Wilson was handled with this offensive line situation in this preseason game. I mean, for me, and I know I talked to Green Bean, or I left a comment, I think, on one of Green Bean's videos about uh, we were talking about how my dad like Jay Novacek. Uh, we were talking about the importance of tight ends. And uh, uh, another thing yeah. my dad told me <laughs> very early on was that preseason means absolutely nothing. I mean, mm-hmm. I, when I was 10 years old and I was watching football and I tried to watch a preseason game, I, I couldn't get my dad to watch. He, he would not watch. We watch every regular season game, but no, not going to watch preseason. And yeah, I mean, because preseason is proven to be meaningless. I remember 1994, the Jets were – they had Pete Carroll as the coach. They went 5-0 and in the preseason. Apparently, there were five games that year, from what I remember. And they were a 4-12 team. The preseason meant absolutely yep. nothing. They had Browning Nagel at quarterback. It was all – they Browning. hyped up the team. Yeah. So, I mean, for, for Zach to be out there in this situation the other day with no starting tackles, it's irresponsible to me. And I, I see that uh, – you know, Salah, Salah in his press conference after the game said Zach got a little greedy. And, and frankly, while Zach should have ran out of bounds, I mean, and this is going to a deeper level, which I wanted to, to bring up to you guys. It's like this all gas, no break thing. OK, now I, I sell cars right now for a long time. OK, and when, when you hit the gas all the way and you don't break. You hit a wall, okay? You're gonna hit a wall and crack. <laughs> and, and that, and that's that's the mentality that, yeah. I mean, I understand we want to get better every day, all that stuff. But all gas, no break to me. It, it seems like a just a saying. But you know, you have to be tempered in how you train. I mean, you look at Carl Lawson got injured last year, just training like an animal, like a maniac. You know going 100%, you have to have some level of self-awareness control. And I I do feel that Salah really is to blame for this whole situation because 
when you have that all gas, no break mentality, you can't say he's greedy, that Zach's greedy when he's on the field trying to make a play. Yes, it's a preseason game. Yes, you should have a scope of the bigger picture. But you're preaching that with your little T-shirt that has that oval, that ridiculous oval, which I, I just can't stand that stupid, uh, that stupid AGNB thing, you know? Uh, that, that's what he's pushing. So when it comes down to it, these guys are pros. We have, we have talent on the team that we haven't had in a long time. And I think that the challenge for Salah is really to manage his personnel because we have so many defensive linemen, right, that we're, we're, we're hyping up. But these are guys who have played in the league, a lot of them, you know, along to go with these rookies. You got Solomon Thomas. You got uh, uh, some of these, see the other guys, Vinnie Curry. You know, these guys who – who play in the league, you know, even if they, they're not first round, uh, they didn't live up to the first round pick. Solomon Thomas can play in the league. He, he makes plays. So, you know, it's going to be what kind of rotation are they going to do? And I think, yeah, it shouldn't necessarily be all gas, no break. It should be, uh, you know, mostly gas and then hit the break <laughs> for a second. A bit. Or let's break, break accordingly and evaluate break where we are. You know, what do you guys think? How do we about feel that? about the? T- how do we feel about the take flight? Uh, slogan should be like take flight and then also land safely. <laughs> you can't, yeah, like, right? Like you can't, you can't. The the all gas no break. I think it's a, a mentality of like, hey, you got to be all in. I understand it. Like you know, maybe giving Zach a little bit of flack for like, okay, you got to protect yourself, or you know, maybe he's trying to go the extra mile. Yeah, but like he's a young guy trying to make a play when like his team just gave up a touchdown like i and he just had the interception the the series before so to like try and i i get where they work should they have protected him should they have let him play behind two backup offensive tackles like there's things to criticize for for sal on the floor and what they did but i think it was important for zach to see reps and i think it's just a weird freak injury that that that's kind of where i'm at on that uh, Brett, we got a few other super chats to get to. Any closing thoughts, and where can we uh, find you if people want to know more about you? Oh well, uh, if you go to my IMDb page, it's imdb.me/brettashley. B-R-E-T-T-A-S-H-L-E-Y. Uh, you can see some of my movie uh, demo trailers that are there. There's I have a couple on there. There's more coming out, and then in 2023, you, you know, you're gonna see me. You're gonna see me on your. Uh, your analog TV, if you're a green being in his house. <laughs> That's right. I love the analog for me. <laughs> Brett, thank you so much for jumping on. Oh, I guess guys, we love the insight night. about Dwayne Brown. Well, take it easy, brother. Later, man. Later, guys. Very cool insight into the Dwayne Brown signing. Uh, so thank you, Brett, for jumping on with us. Let's hammer out a few of these super chats. Uh, well, Aaron, just I'm going to jump quick, over to I'm you sorry, real quick. Ryan, real quick, if we could, just before we like kind of lose the whole Brett thing, I just sure. want to say like, it, it is, it is an exciting thing to, uh, you know, the idea of what he was talking about with that consummate pro thing. Like you guys know, I'm a Becton fan. I'm a Becton supporter. I want to see him work out. I think his ceiling is through the roof, all that stuff. But there is a certain comfort that comes with, like you mentioned, with the, having the two pro bowler guys, these these pros just come in. We have kids all over the place and that the vets that we brought in, and this includes Dwayne Brown now, 
uh, they can kind of settle this thing down. We're not looking at hyperactive and, you know, they, they have to learn to calm their nerves and all that shit. These guys are coming in, Lakin Tomlinson and Dwayne Brown, and they're, and they're kind of taking some of that angst away for a fan like myself. Like, I'm, like, rooting for I hope Becton's okay, like all that shit. And that being removed, there is a certain level of comfort uh, mm-hmm. That comes with that, which I think is, you know, what Brett mentioned. And I think that's that's something going into week one, especially now with the Zach situation. Uh, I like the way that the Jets handled that um, and, um, you know, with bringing him in. And I think it's going to bode well for the team overall. Yeah, I think the the confidence and the the preparation and the professionalism that Brown is going to bring to this team was definitely highlighted by Brett. And I think that's something that we didn't really get to see from Becton because he was the top overall, you know, number 11 pick. He was kind of like handed the starting job and, you know, all that good stuff next year. He's going to have to fight for that. And I think Brown, you know, especially having the context, right? Like you had the eight sacks, but to hear like eight sacks and four were on Russell Wilson, like that's kind of comforting to hear because that, that, that cuts that alarming stat in half uh, and I, I think it makes it not too, too bad at that point. Matt, any thoughts on your end? Who's Brett? Brett and I have been going back and forth for years now. We were talking. So he was originally from, I, I don't know if it was Miami or I know, he was in Florida when we first started talking. And then he moved to Seattle like two, three years ago. And then I was talking with him this off season and we were going through like, okay, you know, I'm having the kid, let's do some, some back end, uh, you know, division by division. Let's, let's, let's kind of see what we can put together. And he was doing a bunch of research into the NFC West teams. And I felt bad. I got, I got locked in with the kid and everything going on. And we just never had anything come to fruition. And he reached out and he's like, yo, dude, I did a ton of research on Dwayne Brown. Like I could give you, you know, some of my insight. I was like, dude, I'd love to have you on. Let's bring you on the next show and let's, let's talk some jets. Okay. Gotcha. There so he's is. not a Rams fan. He is a Jets fan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I saw that comment in there. I was like, that's 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 not right. Um, but yeah, Brett knows his stuff. Uh, but all right, moving on. Aaron Daniels says, I think you guys mentioned it before, but will I see you guys in the hangar week one? Also, tailgate plans coming up from West Virginia. So looking for a crew. P.S. Google sucks, but you guys deserve the super chats. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> Much appreciated. Um, yeah, Google can be a pain sometimes. But yeah, we'll be in the hangar week one. Uh, so if you, if Aaron, if you are going to that, will I see you in guys in the hangar? Yeah, you'll see us in the hangar, the three of us. Uh, Tyson from Let's Talk Jets Radio. Uh, Buffalo Jet Fan will be there. Richie, Jack. Everybody. It's going to be great. Everybody. Everybody. Sack Exchange. Got a whole bunch of people coming. So it's going to be a lot of fun uh, all the way around. Uh, as far as tailgate plans, I'm going to loop in your comment with Zach Ambrosio. Uh, Zach says, I'm going to the Ravens game. Can I meet you guys if you guys are going? Yes, we will be there. We're trying to figure out tailgate plans, which is part of what um, Aaron was asking as well. And I think we landed somewhere on the, we'll be in lot J. I think like J3 is roughly where we're going to be-ish. Somewhere in that uh, vicinity. I don't think we have a, a dialed-in exact spot, but right in that general area, right where the Gotham City crew is, the Jet Nation tailgate. I know Blewett's going to be somewhere over there as well. Um, so as we get a little bit closer and we have a little bit more stuff dialed in, we'll kind of make it a little more publicized, but we're not entirely sure either. <laughs> we know we're going to be there for the hangar, and then tailgate-wise, kind of up in the air. 
Uh, Merc Sauce. Merc Sauce says, wins over Zach. Jets need wins, not more scouting. Ooh, okay, Matt, I want your thoughts on this. What's more important, getting wins for the team or scouting Zach Wilson? Hang on, hang on one second here. I know where this is going. Would you be able to do anything? You got it. Please hold. I promise it's going to be worth your while. (laughs) All right, good. I'm excited. He's getting batteries. Two seconds. (laughs) Two seconds. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on. I'm sorry. This is bad, like podcasting and and show. No, it's it's totally all right. We're a visual program over here. Yeah. Oh man, I was hoping for the bullhorn. Uh, no, no, no. Have, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Play Zach when he's healthy. Greenbean, he what about you? Wins over Zach? Um, I think at this point, uh, it's it, it's it's all about winning. This team has to compete, and Zach's. I mean, uh, Zach, Matt's right. Uh, like the whole debate about Zach Wilson, even if Flacco comes in. And uh, and plays very well against the Ravens, and we win. If Zach is healthy, you know, and we and he's you know in practice enough and all that going into week two, he's our quarterback. The team was built around him. They used a top two pick last year. Uh, they they could have sold that pick for you know three firsts and change. They chose Zach Wilson. They're going to use him. They're going to build around them, and uh, and the team is stacked. So this is about Zach Wilson's team, but the t- it's about wins this year. And I think this team has to show that they can compete. Like, it's time. Like, you know, we we sold all of our assets, the Leos, the, the Jamals, and everybody else, the Herndons. We sold off everybody that we could for any draft capital that we could. We made all the trades, and we now invested them. Everything's invested that we that we accumulated cap and and draft picks. It's time to start winning. But Zach is the quarterback. You know what I mean? That's that's what we have right. to remember. If Joe Flacco comes in and wins, that's what you want your backup quarterback to do. When Zach's ready, he's going to come back. Mister Downtown says, "How are we looking at special teams so far?" Uh, Bam Knight, kick returner, kicking battle is going to go down to the wire. Is man healthy? More. Head was solid for us last year. Morehead was solid for us last year. Um, Morehead is always solid. He's been fantastic. Everyone wants Morehead. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, Bam Knight, I hope he makes the team. I really like him. I'm really excited about him as a prospect. Uh, as far as the special teams battle is concerned, I think it's Greg the Legs or line that's going to wind up winning this, no. this kicking battle. Uh, Greenbean, your thoughts? You look pretty i think nope. i think it's eddie pinheiro all day every day I, that that's yeah. what i think yeah i think the whole thing look we have the last bunch of kickers we got in here they had these beautifully strong legs oh he's so strong leg amandola and all these guys the the accuracy has been our problem eddie pinheiro has been incredibly accurate um, the only reason he's not that he was available is because he was injured previously he's healthy He's kicked for us last year. He was perfect. He's perfect so far. If I think he's perfect so far, um, you know, in training camp, preseason, all that kind of stuff, he hit a 55-yarder, so his leg is there. I think if you have a young kicker that's proving, you know, over a consistent period of time that he's ready to go, you go with the young kicker. That That's my thought. I think Pinheiro's got him, Ryan. That's what I think. 
Ooh, interesting. I I like Greg personally. I think he's been in in like the little bit that I've watched. I shouldn't say a little bit of my recaps of camp that I've been doing when they show the stats on the kickers. He seems to be the most consistent uh, based on tweets. Matt, your thoughts on the kicking situation? Yeah, I I lean Greg, but I don't have like a strong preference on it. Um, I I just think yeah. his history is a little bit. Uh, better than Pinero's, and I worry about Eddie P. Anything over fifty yards, um, I, th- I I don't know if he has the the strength for it. But uh, it, it's a coin flip. Obviously, it matters, but I don't really have like a a preference one way or the other per se. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put that. Uh, Landon, Landon says, listing on the road to Detroit. All this fast food talk making me hungry. Give me your top recommendations. Well, I don't know what is out near Detroit as far as fast food goes, but Chick-fil-A for me is like hmm. the top choice. <laughs> I, I love, love fr- waffle fries and peanut oil. I love chicken nuggets, chicken tenders, chicken sandwich, everything from Chick-fil-A. Phenomenal. Absolutely wonderful. Outside of that, when I'm looking at like the other fast food restaurants, I like a Wendy's. I like their chicken sandwich. It's pretty good. Burger King's chicken sandwich is really good, but their fries, ugh, I'm sorry, boys. Trash. I was wrong. <laughs> not, not what I remember uh-huh. them being. Uh, so I'd probably go Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, McDonald's, and then Burger King after that. I'm sure there's other fast food joints that you'd want to throw in there before then. But uh, Matt, what about you? <laughs> sorry. Uh, I was just reading the, the comments that was making me laugh. Um, <laughs> in addition to, to Chick-fil-A, uh, which is very high up on my list, um, I also, on my road trip to Chicago, hit Cane's, which if you've never had mm. Cane's sauce, the they only pretty much have chicken fingers and fries, which is like very, very, very average. The, the food is very average. Yeah, I don't sauce- like it. Right. The sauce. Have you had the sauce though, Green Bean? Like I, I feel did. like that this, takes it to it another is. level. It's, a, it's good, but I don't like the breading. I mean, you know, Raising Cane similarly to Chick Fil A has the lines. At least the one here in Charlottesville, there's a line down the street that it, it, it like literally causes traffic. So my son asked me for months to try Raising Cane's. We tried it. We took our bite, looked at each other, and went, "Meh, it wasn't bad." But I didn't like the breading. It was too dry. It was like a lot of it i was like eh, yeah, i'm not into the, this the food's not great but maybe just get like a, a side of sauce and just eat that with your hands because i think that might be <laughs> <laughs> cover each finger just, yeah, oh, no, yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> tell yeah tell um uh, what's his name lando i can't quite read it lando landon landon you got to go to asian corned beef and get an asian a corned beef egg roll dude that's what you got to do find yourself an asian corned beef they're everywhere Get a or get a Asian corned beef and get a a corned beef egg roll, bro. That's what you got to do. That's my recommendation <laughs> in Detroit. Uh, Drillo drops in with a ten dollars super chat, throwing a little bit of shade. He says, "You guys are so good at getting rid of spam. Why can't you get rid of Jets Forever posting every ten oh. posts? Look it Why up every ten. To? How much for a Jets Forever free show? <laughs> Money guy is the worst. Uh, I don't know." <laughs> Why would you I appreciate Jets forever being in here? He's a little bit of a troll. Hell yeah. Um, Dude, but- he's consistent. He's consistent, man. Like, if you pay attention to him, I know some of the things that he'll say will, will rub some people, but he's consistent. He's not, like, trolling you. He's been saying mm-hmm. this shit for months and months and months and months, and he's a huge Jets fan, man. 
I love Jets forever. I am Dude. Jets forever. Yeah, <laughs> he probably is. Green, Green Bean's got his other YouTube account up. Just <laughs> I'll show That's you. Tipty tap, tipty tap. I was on with Richie at five thirty, and he was in that chat. He's in this chat. He's always in Jake Asman's live stream chat. The guy right. lives for Jets content. Why are we? Why right. do we want him gone? Yeah. I want every Just, bit of Jets forever in here, and at least he's consistent. Right. It, like trolling is one thing, but like if he's consistent and he's at least like he's consistent, he believes his point of view. I'm not opposed. To, like I. I don't need to like omit points of view. I'm totally cool with hearing the other side and like, you know, getting angry because that's what sports are yeah. fun about. That's like, you know, I like getting mad. <laughs> that's that's fun. Yeah, he's uh Jets forever. You know what the scary part is he's like really wrong sometimes, but he's right a lot. <laughs> he's right a lot. Because I'm not like trolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He says some truly outlandish shit. Like, you know, <laughs> Ruckert is is tight end one right now on the on the team, you know, uh all kinds of funny uh, fun stuff. But like he had Sauce he never bent off the Jets are taking Sauce Gardner at four. You heard it. That's that. And he was right there. And he's been he's he's been right quite a few times, even though we laugh at him and poke him in the ribs all the time. He's good. I yeah. like Jets forever. Here's a non-football question. Basketball style. Life on the line. One game. Giannis or KD? Dude, I really loved KD for the longest time until he left Golden State. When he left, put his tail between his legs and went to Golden State, I was like, ah, you know what? Didn't love that. And then, you know, sort of reclaimed himself, came to Brooklyn. I was like, all right, you know, KD's not a bad dude. Like, cool. He's in the, in the tri-state area. Uh... And then this whole thing going down with him wanting a trade and getting out of Brooklyn and whatnot. I, I'm over KD. I take Giannis right now. Um, as much as I think KD is just a phenomenal talent. Uh, Matt, your thoughts? Um, I got to go with the Greek freak because my girlfriend's uh, Greek. And um, I, I don't know. I don't really watch basketball. Um, and KD just rubs me the wrong way on social media. So I'm going with uh, my Greek brethren in Giannis Antetokounmpo. Greenby, what about you? You watch any basketball? Uh, I really don't anymore. It's a shame because I abs I was a diehard Nets fan for fucking just the worst years ever for like 30 of them. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, now here I am. Yeah, and I don't watch. I told you, I used to go to Nets games like we're playing like, I don't know, whoever. And the Nets used to give tickets away or like, you know, 20 for a dollar kind of thing to schools. So there were more children with their parents like, let's go to a basketball game. So during mm -hmm. the breaks when like other teams have like, you know, cheerleaders doing the thing and everybody's all sexy. What the, what the Nets were doing for years is they would bring out these multicolored like hairy like you know like like hairy ape suit people and they would go boom <laughs> boom 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 so me i'm a diehard basketball fan i want to watch jason williams or uh you know sam C uh, cassell and uh, that's what that's what i'm dealing with thousands of children watching the the colored apes or whatever they were it was like <laughs> embarrassing man it was embarrassing so anyway i'm going kd all day every day i don't like anybody on social media yeah, so it you know one what one might as well be the other. I think social media uh, fame is is hilarious. Like I just I don't I don't agree with anybody. So whatever, I'm all KD. That's me. 
AZ Jets fan says, am I the only one noticing Mims in beast mode? Did you guys see the highlight catch he had today from uh, our third string quarterback? I think it was our third string quarterback. Um, nice little grab nice over done. Is that right? I don't know. I saw the highlight. It was a nice little catch. I hope Mims breaks out. I'm not holding yeah, my breath though. It The frustrating thing, I feel like, the preseason game was like the perfect analogy because there were the he had a, on the last drive he had a couple of really nice catches and then the very next drive yeah. after that he had the penalty and the drop and it's like I know this is so frustrating you're right there you just got to figure it out in your right. head the, the talent mm-hmm. is there it's just something isn't clicking in his head and it's just so beyond frustrating yeah it is so frustrating man like if he would have just caught that pass penalties whatever fine the the penalty only becomes glaring because it was followed by the drop maybe he's still thinking about the penalty or right man it's like there's something in there if he would have caught that pass everybody would have been talking about mims stepping up doing it you know what i mean all that stuff instead we give the art you know the anti-mims faction more fodder i did i have i have i'm on all these street you know these twitter threads and all this cut mims he's a clown get him out eh, well if you want to look at it man he he blocked very very well and he had two out of three receptions you know the uh actually he was targeted five times but three were catchable and he dropped one so i mean i, I it's hard to argue anymore i mean i'm i really love mims and his talent but he's got he's got to take advantage of these opportunities they're giving him the opportunity to earn it that's what they're doing right now i respect that i i agree with it and uh, and he's got to hold on. That was it was there wasn't that wasn't a difficult catch. Just catch it. Sucks. Pablo says, "Is Zach proving to be injury prone? He had two torn labrums in college, and now the knee twice." Um, I would make sure I have a strong backup. Um, I don't. I'm not ready to go injury prone yet. If the knee happens again, like you know, maybe I'll. I I would say I'm. Not concerned about the arm. He's shown the talent with the arm. It's the the knee worries me. Um, I don't know. Greenbean, you think the Zach's injury prone? Are you worried about the knee and the, the labrum? I think it was different. Well, I, I think it was two different labrums, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think it was the same one twice. Now he's got all his labrums are bad. This is crazy. <laughs> six of them. How, how many labrums do we get, guys? It's like a kidney. You only get, you know, you can only lose one. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, I'm not ready to call him injury prone, but I will admit I'm with anybody. I'm concerned. You know what I mean? Like that was nothing. Like, what was that? Why did, you know, non-contact and all. I mean, it can happen to anybody, but, you know, I don't know. It just something's something it's there's something there i mean he's you know maybe it's just dumb luck bad luck and it's all in the past now but i don't know i i don't i can't help my thoughts are i can't help but at least be like i don't know like it makes me nervous so hopefully not but uh yeah two years in a row first minutes of action he's hurt again it's spooky spooky to say the least King Jet and Mr. Downtown will get to you in just a second. We see our buddy Buffalo Jet Fan. What's up, dude? Uh, I'm sure you guys are subscribed to him. And if you're not, you should totally subscribe to Buffalo Jet Fan because he's a good dude and he's going to be with us in the hangar week one. And we're really excited for it. Uh, He says, AFC East position group battle you're most excited for. Um, AFC East position group. Ooh. Um, I love the wide receiver cornerback battle because you've got 
Tyree Kill uh, in Miami. You have Parker going up to New England. You have Diggs in Buffalo. And you have the Jets' new receiver group. And then you have Sauce and DJ Reed like going against these other receivers from the other team. Like for me, it's receiver versus cornerback across the board. Buffalo's got a phenomenal cornerback tandem. How does uh, New England respond from losing J.C. Jackson? There's just a lot of fascination for me, I think, in that position group. Matt, what are your thoughts uh, as far as AFC East position group battles? The one that I want to see is the Jets wide receivers against the Patriots cornerback group because the Patriots cornerback group stinks. They just lost (laughs) Malcolm Butler for the season. They're going to have Sean Wade be a starting corner on that team. It's going to get ugly quick. Remember when we were calling for Sean Wade two years ago? I remember. Yeah, and then he fell off a cliff. Pepperidge Farms remembers. A cliff. A cliff. He was one of the he was considered at one point to be a first or second round cornerback. Then he was a sixth round safety. <laughs> so it got ugly quick for that guy. Yeah, I like what what you guys said. I mean, our wide receivers versus the cornerbacks. I and I think and vice versa. I'm really curious to see what our cornerbacks can do. And the only thing I think that is going to hold our cornerbacks back, and that goes from DJ Reed, Michael Carter the second, Sauce, Bryce Hall, everybody, is the scheme. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. we're given those cushions, like we're like we've been given all year, and then what we saw in the preseason, like that that five to ten yards of space that we give, man, any quarterback worth a damn is going to eat it. You give me, you know, you're giving it to me. I'm just going to take it. So I think that really puts our cornerbacks at a disadvantage. But I am still excited to see all these guys. My my number one is I want to see our defensive line versus the offensive lines of the AFC East. Um, I'm really excited. I, I want to show up against the Dolphins in particular. Um, I think they, they, they did a lot. They added Armstead. Um, you know, so they, their offensive line is looking pretty good. They, they added some beef, and I'm really dying to see us have, finally have a pass rush. Carl Lawson, Jermaine Johnson, Michael Clemens, Jacob Martin, JFM, Quinnen, all the guys, I want to see them be able to become a unit that we can be proud of. It's one of my main priorities for this year. Like That's my main hope, is that the Jets really start showing that we have a pass rush. Game one of preseason, check. We did it. We had five sacks, and we terrorized their quarterbacks for most of the game. Uh, I think uh, it looks like it's trending upward, but that's that's the thing I, I'm really excited to see. King Jet says, which Jets are you drafting in fantasy? Matt, I know you play some fantasy. I'm going to say Brees Hall, Elijah Moore, uh, and maybe Conklin. Those would be like the three I'd be kind of looking at. Correct. I would, in that order, too. I think Brees Hall is the guy you take first. Out of the wide receivers, I would probably take Elijah Moore. Not to say that Garrett Wilson is going to be bad. I'm just... You know, for fantasy purposes, I think we'll, uh, excuse me, I think Elijah Moore leads the team in receiving. And Conklin's going to catch a lot of balls. And I think in the red zone, he could be a guy who's racking up some touchdowns. So as a backup tight end in fantasy, that might be an interesting play. Mr. Downtown says, which New York fan base has suffered the most in the last 10 years? I don't know how you don't look at the Jets and say it's us. Like, it's it's just got to be. The butt fumble was like the top play on ESPN for like seven years or something crazy like that. You have your starting quarterback get popped in the mouth for like 
not paying another dude back on your team and then you wind up losing your quarterback to mono and then you get Adam Gase and then you like, like there's just a whole slew of things. I don't know how you can look at any other New York fan base. Like maybe the Mets would be the other one. Like it's, got, it's gotta Series, be the Jets, right? Yeah, like that's just it. Like it's gotta be the Jets. Am I wrong in that? The Red Bulls. Yeah. The Red Bulls have had a hard time. I enjoy soccer, and I couldn't tell you what they're doing over there. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the Jets, dude. It's the Jets. Like, welcome to the pain, Giants. You know what I mean? Like, you know, they're like, oh, we've had the worst. Few. Yeah, welcome. This is where we live. You just, you know, you just lost your job in the corporate office, and you got you to gotta come down here for a month and figure it out. Like, we live here. Okay? So I don't want to hear it. We're, it's us, without question. Yeah, I see a few people throwing in the Knicks. I, the Knicks Ooh. would probably be right they the there because they've they've had a they long. Had a, I was just 20- gonna say, thank you, Matt. They made the playoffs last year. I don't want to hear. No, anything. I, I know. Well, yeah, that look. Let's <laughs> let's call a spade a spade. But duration wise, like twenty <laughs> years, aside from like a year or two with Carmelo and like last year, like I can see where where Nick fans might be like over the moon about their team and the expectation level is never met. Like I feel like that's the only other fan base like the Jets that get super hyped on where they think they're going to go and then really wind up not going where they're going to go. Um, but it's got to be the, the the only answer has got to be the Jets. Um, Kevin says, Bam Knight, second effort for touchdown and 50-yard return, yep. new Michael Carter. Uh, look, this guy should make the team. I As much as I like Coleman and you know the experience he brings – I would prefer Bam Knight make this team as the third running back than have Coleman, you know, at 32 Why? years old or whatever. Why is everybody skipping my boy? You just P. skipping Ryan, him? He's out. I've been watching the chat the whole time. P. Ryan's night. gone. Everybody just skipping sorry, him. Everybody, everybody hates uh 5.1 yard average, cutting when the hole's closed to for a 12-yard run. Like, what is this? I've been telling you, man. He did it his rookie year, too. Nobody wants to pay. It's like, then it happens before our eyes, and we go, ah, the new kid who got a th- three fucking yards on two runs. Yes, one was a touchdown. Three yards. Great kick return, fantastic. Bam Knight showed nothing in the running game. Please. Oh, no. Now, I'm rooting for him, too. I'm rooting for him, too. I like the player, but can we please get, give me a break? One guy has 51 yards on 10 carries. One guy has three yards on two carries or, or vice versa, whatever it was. And we're like, yeah, boy. He's got a cool yeah, nickname. Boy. I'm all about the sauce. Without I'm all about the bam. Get out of here, Green Bean. Without Feeney, You're without wrong. Feeney, it's not a touchdown. You're wrong. wrong. And I love it. I'm not. I... I like don't care. P. Roy. P. Roy. Matt, I, I did not plug the, the t-shirt giveaway that much, so we'll see how many people actually listen to it. Uh, Matt, you want to head over to Twitter and see how many yeah. people retweeted this stream? Let's see. What, throw a guess out there. What are we thinking? Uh, I'm going to say seven. <laughs> oh, 30. No, no way. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. That's, that's surprising. Um... Read us off, uh, what do we go, 10 names, Green Bean? You want to write down 10 names? I do want that. Okay. I'm going to scroll around a little bit so I shuffle it up. No cheating. First first one is Soy Class Act. Felt like it sounds? Exactly like it sounds. Okay. okay. Then we have, oh, Jets Today. 
friend of the show. Ooh. Good man. Good man. I like Jets today. I miss him. There he is. Uh, we're going to go Greg Gagne next. That's a great Ooh. alliteration name. It's spelled yeah. Greg Gagne. Yep. G-A-G-N-E. G-N-E. He's been, he's been hanging out in the chat. I've yeah, seen I him. See, I've seen that guy around. All right. I see that guy. <laughs> and we, we got Zabby96. Ooh. Zabby Zabs. Uh, let's see. We're going to do a little refresh to see if we got anyone new. We did. Uh, Parker Lane. Like it. Oh, Parker Lake. I'm sorry. That I, my oh. brain said Parker Lane, but it's Parker Lake. Ooh, Greg says you pronounced his name right. It's because Matt's got the voice for yeah. radio. He understands like, words. Like Eric Gagne, you know, the great closer from the early 2000s. Um, who else we got in, in here? Uh, do we do Snoopy? Ooh, we gotta, right? We gotta do Snoops. Straight up, no six, eight, four. No, just Snoopy. Snoopy doop. Okay. Stud City 718. There he is. Uh, we know yeah, him. Yeah, just saw him pop up in the chat. A little love to Queens. Uh, Dark Soldier 20. There is my boy. <laughs> we'll do Yanks win again because they lost today. So that's funny. <laughs> that's good. This is good. I like it. Uh, shit, how many is that? One or two more do you need, Green Bean? Uh, wait, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. We need one. We're okay, we'll do, we'll do P. The letter P and nut with two T's, N-U-T-T. Nut. <laughs> Ooh, you know what? Here, I see a few comments in there. Let's let's throw a few commenters in there that were in there. So Socrates hey, Johnson. Let, hey, let's I throw Socrates right. Johnson. He's been, you know, how do I get a t-shirt? Been watching since 2018. Throw him in there. Mr. Downtown. Let's throw him in there. Mr. He threw us a few super chats. Um... Well, Zach Ambrosio, let's throw him in there too. Got it. That's 13. That's, that's pretty hey, good. Duncan McLean in the chat says he's Yanks win. There you go. It's nice Ooh. to connect. Right now we know who oh, it is. See, there you go. Know. Love it. All right. Let's do a little uh, odds or evens action here. Three. I'm ready. Two. One. Oh, it's eight, nine, ten. Ah, we got thirteen. Thirteen. That's odd. Okay. It is an odd Soy number. class act is gone. The Gagney's oh. gone. Mister oh. Gagaluch. Parker Lake <laughs> is gone. Uh, Stud City. Ah, oh, sorry, buddy. Uh, Yanks win. Duncan, you're out. Uh, Peanut survives. Socrates Johnson is gone, and Zach Ambrosia is gone. All right, three, two, one. Got a five. That's odds. Jets today is out. Uh, Snoopy dupes. Ah, uh, Peanut is gone, and everybody else lives. We got three more. Ooh. Dark Soldier, Mister Downtown, and Zabby Zabs. Ooh, three. Two, one. That's an eight. That's an even. 
All got right. two more oh, still? soldier you're out yeah we got two more right soldier, all right chat give us a number to work with our numbers three two one all right we got a four and a four it's an eight even number uh let's see one two all right so zabby wins zabby 96 from twitter you the winner yeah congrats nice dude Sabby, reach out to me on Twitter, and I will get your information and uh, get you a shirt. Uh, but we have hit the end of our show, so I want to go around to our panel and hear your closing thoughts. So, Green Bean, talk to us. So, since it is Roller Coaster Day, National Roller Coaster Day, I'm wearing my Texas Giant shirt. I want to remind everybody about the Saturday before opening day, we will be meeting at the Coney Island Cyclone at 11 a.m. to do the world's tallest and fastest Jets chant part two. I hope you guys can make it. Lots of us are going to be there. And uh, if you're looking for more of this, we're going to be starting up another late show at 1030 on my channel, Green Bean Jets fan, called the After Hours Jets Fest. Matt, any last words for our panel? <laughs> Start Zach when he's healthy. There it is. Play him when he's healthy, baby. Love it. Love it. Yo. Really cool. Sneakers to Boots just said, someone is wearing the wide receiver one covered in sauce shirt on one Jets drive. So I'm going to have to go back and take a look at that. But boys, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you. I will be at training camp this Friday with Richie. Uh, if you guys are going to that and you want to hang out, come stop by. We'll be there. But other than that, it's been a lot of fun talking with you goons. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T. Yes.